Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday Eve, a.k.a. Thursday. We are Sports State, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett Brooks, D-Gun, fixing his, uh, his pulse, his, his drawstrings. I am Rob Ellis. Good morning, everybody. Afternoon, everybody. Evening, everybody, depending on where you are. What's up, T-Car? What's up, Sergio? What's up, Miss Ash? What's up, Fitness Rebel Television Man? Sean, William, another Sean, Eric, uh, M. Reyes, Eagles0536. Everybody else, sorry if I missed some of you. I appreciate you guys. Hope everybody's doing well. What's up, gentlemen? How we doing? Arkansas in the house. There you go. All right. I like uh, it. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Uh, great. Good. Great. Barrett? Pretty good. Let's go. All I'm right. rocking and rolling. Burning the early morning hour, uh, Barrett, uh, yeah, today. Man. I was up early in the morning, man. I was on WIP from <laughs> 6 to 10 with Ange and uh, JJ. Um. I thought you Angelo know, was tired. When does he retire? Uh, the week after, the Thursday. I know the Friday after the last game of the Eagles season. Oh, uh, okay. So probably the second week in uh, February. There you go. Oh. Week in February, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So we good show today, man. Uh, we have Mike Quick joining us a little bit later. We have D Lineup joining us a little bit later. We will certainly talk to um, Mike about everything Eagles, including AJ Brown. Breaking his all-time receiving mark uh, for yards and and AJ's tribute to Mike, which is very cool. We'll talk today about the Sixers, who are absolutely rolling right now. They have won 13 of their last 16. We'll pose the question, how legit are they 
to get past the second round, which has been their, their, their sort of stopping point uh, the last few years here. Um, a lot to dive into. The Eagles are practicing today, guys. So here's good start again. Good news right out of the shoot here. Josh Sweat is practicing. That's See? a great sign. Great sign. Yep. That's yep. just that's just two more sacks that we can add to the to the to the sack total this week. Amen. Yeah. When last we saw Josh Sweat, he was being carted mm-hmm. off. Thank God, right. everything okay. He actually tweeted, I think later that night, I'll be back playing this year. Uh, but looks like this year, barring any setbacks, will be next week when the Eagles play whomever they play. So that's great uh, getting him back. Uh, a little later, <laughs> Jalen Hurts will speak, uh, as well as some of the other players uh, also. Be interesting to see you know, how full bore Jalen is, how careful you are with him, just trying to buy him that extra week with that shoulder, letting that heal up a little bit. But uh, I, I would think there's probably some restrictions, would you guys say, uh, in terms of like a limited practice situation? What do you mean for uh, for who? For Jalen? No. No full board. Full board. You know we we we, you know what you know famous Rocky. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. We gotta go. Let's go. We gotta rock and roll. Okay. Okay. Uh, but what do you think, Derek? His workload will be based on what he tells them in terms of how he feels. And it will increase gradually between now and the end of next week. You know, they will continue to work it, rehab it, you whatever that. Fire, man. You, I'm trying to get hype, man. You just going, you know what I'm saying, going with that boring <laughs> stuff there. I mean, come on, man. There is Fair. no tomorrow, bro. Fair. There is no tomorrow. The Eagles tomorrow is one week from this Saturday or Sunday, correct? I'm just do you want me to just let me ask you this because every time I say something, you say I bring you down because I bring another side. Do you want me and I will do and I, you know as, as part of the trying to remold my image and be more of a a, a companion and and to fit right in with you, both of your narratives, do you want me to just sit here and agree with everything you say? I'm not saying I need a hype man, but I'm just asking you, you know, it saying. seems that I'll bring you down when I bring in the other perspective. I want to know what Barrett Brooks wants D-Gun, Gunner, and Derek to do. You tell me. And, Barab, is that a fair? Is that fair? It's fair. Okay. I want an answer. What do you want me to do? Derek, I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, I love your insight and the way you bring things. I'm just saying that just brought me down. That's all. All right. Well, I, I think we'll it's we'll bring you back up there. Don't worry. I, I was wait, I was waiting for him to say I want you to agree. I said that ain't happening between now and the next millennium. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let me give you this one. I thought it's kind of an interesting choice of a place, I guess. Um, if there is an AFC championship game between the Bills and the Chiefs, yes. it will be played at Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Yep. I don't know why I was thinking like I don't know, Midwesty kind of location, but I know Detroit can't mm-hmm. do it. They're they're uh, changing out their turf. I know that. Right, right. So maybe that makes sense. Look, it's it's a big place. It's accommodating. They don't actually don't gouge you with uh, prices. Prices. I, I right. give Arthur Blank a lot of props for that. That he 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 does not you know do that. So I guess it makes sense. You know, you, you're talking about two van, fan bases that travel well, and even though it's an inconvenience. Um, that place will be packed, number yeah. one. Number two, I was thinking they would do it more of a, a warm-weather climate like a Houston or, or an Atlanta. 
uh, to kind of make it like an AFC Super Bowl. I'm not, not Atlanta, uh, Houston or in Arizona to make it kind of like, in, well, of course, they have a real Super Bowl in Arizona, so they couldn't do that. But the fact that they're using a dome, I, I was surprised they're not going to use an outdoor stadium since both play in cold weather environments. I'm surprised. But I think this is about as fair as you can do it, to be honest. It's a travel distance for both. Two incredible fan bases that travel well. Um, now, Atlanta's kind of tricky, though, because <laughs> I've been in Atlanta this time of year where it could be 70 degrees or you could have ice on the roads from rain and people lose their minds and can't drive. It, mm-hmm. It's it's the weirdest kind of weather you can get down in Atlanta this time of year. But hopefully, right, right. you know what I mean? So yeah. Hopefully they can get some decent weather. Fans can get out, enjoy the city. I love if, – if I was going, first – because, I you know, you guys know me. I like history. I like culture. First thing I would do is get out and go just walk downtown Atlanta. You have some of the most beautiful old – it's weird. Old churches you ever wanted to see. They're all right next – all these denominations are right next to each other. But they're beautiful old churches. They have great restaurants, Buckhead, all throughout Atlanta. The one thing that's always blown me away about Atlanta is you got 25 streets named Buckhead Avenue, Buckhead Boulevard. Or you know, Peachtree. Pete, that's it, Peachtree. Yeah, there you go. Peachtree Peach is, is, is a thousand Peachtree <laughs> Boulevard, Peachtree Place, Peachtree Center, Peachtree Lane, Peachtree Drive, and they all intersect. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's ridiculous, you know. What I'm saying? But I love it down there, man. Oh, I, I love too. it down there. That's a good choice there. Um, uh, the other uh, Eagles note um, for practice: so Lane Johnson is rehabbing to the off to the side, uh, and according to a couple tweets from some of the beat writers, he looks like he's moving well. Now, what does that mean ultimately when you're trying to battle? behemoth human beings who are super fast and strong i don't know but at least you know he's out there doing some things so uh they've given aj brown a a maintenance day a rest day mm-hmm. they don't think it's anything serious he's standing right there kind of joking around with with all the people there so it's it, they don't think it's anything serious but that's what they do with the vets sometimes they give him a day off so he's got a day off um i'm okay with that whatever i, I think the way that they've approached this you know, really dating back to, to training camp when people had a lot of consternation about it has has worked for the most part. They've been pretty healthy. So I'm not going to sit here and, you know, have any kind of issue with that whatsoever, especially this week. This week, to me, anything you do is bonus, having to buy. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's worked, <laughs> it's, if, if it's worked well for them for two seasons since Sirianni's here in terms of giving his vets X amount of time off. Uh, knowing when to pull back the reins, knowing when to go full bore. They have a full week to go full bore. You know, and they'll find out. They'll know at about eleven thirty Monday night, maybe before that. You know, uh, who they're going to play in round one, and that's when they hit the ground running next week. Um, if they play Dallas, they know Dallas. If they play the Giants, they know the Giants. The only ones they may have to do a little extra preparing for would be Tampa Bay. <laughs> and that, they played and that, the playoffs last year. Yeah, yeah. and and that's saying I don't expect to Seattle to get out of that first round anyway. So, um, so th- those three options. The only crash course they would have to do, and I'm sure they're already doing it, you know, the way they study film. I'm sure they've already looked at Tampa Bay as well. Um, but the other two, they already know inside and out. So it's just a matter it's just a matter of hitting the ground running and getting focused starting next Tuesday. Yeah. And, and the way it, it's funny the way it works. I mean, it's kind of strange if you're the Eagles, but whatever. Like if Seattle were to, which I don't think is going to happen, but if Seattle were to upset the, uh, the 49ers, that's the right. 4.30 Saturday game. You know, as early as that, like you could know then. That's true. That's a good point. But 
he may not know until Monday night yeah. when the Cowboys and the Bucks play. If just what if, man? What if? What do you mean? I, I you know, I would just go ahead and just book my ticket to, to um, book my ticket to, to to Atlanta then. I mean, uh, to um, Arizona then. Just book what? it. What? What do you mean? If they were to beat the 49ers. Oh, oh, oh! I see what you're saying. Yeah, that 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 would bode real well for the Eagles. Oh, no, uh, that would be yeah. that would be nice. Uh, yeah, but you, you may not know until the Cowboys and the Bucks play. There's a lot of ways this could shake out. You know, is the point. But it's nice to be the one sitting there, not getting yourself beat up. This is what it's all about, though, man. This is what it's all about. That's why we. That's why we always on 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 football, man. That's why football is like the best sport ever. I love football, man. Yes, love it, man. Because it's not like. It's not bad. Like basketball, you can actually go cold from shooting, you know, basketball. But you know, the NFL, man, it's it's a gladiator sport. You man, you you really out there trying to, you know, trying to punk somebody. You really out there trying to choke somebody, hit. I mean, you, it's 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 man against man, just going at it. You know, fight, scratching and clawing. That's why I love football, man. That ball and that ball is oblong, so it bounces all kind of different ways. It's, I mean, that's why I love it, man. That's why I love it, bro. It, it is the only sport where you can legally release a lot of pent-up aggression. Although they've changed the rules drastically from the days of of Lester Lester Hayes and all those guys. You know, <laughs> uh, oh, Jack Tatum. Uh, uh, Jack Tatum, the Singletary errors, the, the Jack Lambert era. They've changed the game drastically, but you still cannot release a lot of pent-up frustration legally and pop somebody in the head. And get away with it, you know. It's the only sport. Well, maybe hockey, maybe hockey, but for the most part, football. Every snap, every snap, you can hit somebody. You can even hit your own player accidentally every now and then, mm-hmm. you know. And pick them up. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I've seen I've seen guys that played in a play that never touched a soul. <laughs> and one time I watched. I I literally watched films. I was at NFL Films and I'm watching. Um, I'm watching this. Uh, who, who was it? What is that player's name? He played guard too. That's what made it so bad. He played guard, and he didn't touch somebody for three straight plays, uh, three three straight games. How does how that happen? That, How's that possible? That's what I'm saying. That's why it was such a mystery to me. A high. I said you could not. You could not do this ever again in history. He literally did not touch a soul for three straight games. I actually stopped. Stop the tape. I was on the third floor doing a playbook. I actually stopped the tape. Wrote down the um, wrote down the play and everything, time code and everything. Ran downstairs with Jaws and, and it was Jaws Baldy and Sterling Sharp. I said, guys, you got to see this. Watch this. And we sat there and we were in awe that three straight plays. There was a guard did not touch a soul. Didn't touch anybody. I mean, He'd like evade them like they were the play. I'm like, how is this possible? And he was starting. Yeah, he was starting. A, a starter. He didn't touch anybody. Didn't touch a. That's soul, amazing. If I, I'm his coach, I'm having a one-on-one conversation with him after the game. Yeah, you think? Um, he'd have, he'd have missed that. He'd have missed that like he missed them players. <laughs> oh, jeez. Look, here's the good news: uh, a guy who's who has touched a lot of people, and including quarterbacks, uh, a lot this year. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick wins the December slash January because there was a game in January. Actually, there was two games in January. Uh, Defensive player of the month. Uh, He had eight sacks. Eight sacks and and two forced fumbles during that time. 
Is that this crazy is one what? of the great free agent signings in Philadelphia sports history. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, eight that's sacks, is, that's what most people get in a season. Yeah. He's got it. I mean, that would have been a great season. the biggest of times, he's coming it. up yeah. big. You know, he, exactly. he, he stepped his game up. Yeah. How many times we sit back and watch our sack total? You know, we have one guy with six and a half, <clears throat> one guy with seven. The I mean, year before last, that's what I mean, that's what the sack totals were. Guys with three sacks, five sacks. They had 29 all of last year as a team. (laughs) How does that happen, man? To 70. Yeah. How does that happen? So he had 16. He had three passes defensed. He had five forced fumbles and three fumble recoveries. 11 tackles for losses. Yeah. Monster year. So besides, besides Hassan Reddick, it just goes to show his impact because that means you got a lot of one-on-ones. Um, everywhere else, and they beat guys, you know. Because, I mean, besides Sean Reddick, there has been it's, it's virtually the same crew that's there, the same crew. No other, I mean, it's not like you know, anybody we else got BG back. I'm, I'm just saying, okay. yeah, I mean, yeah. we're talking about within the last four years, not just last year, but the last four years, we didn't have a double digit sack guy at all, at all, for like the last four years. And you look at it, these guys, I mean, I mean they found a fountain of youth. They're playing at such a high level. I, I I can't believe, you know, how good they've gotten over the past, you know, in, in just one year, actually. We have four guys with double-digit sacks. Four. Yep. That's history, man. That's history. Well, but make sure you fire the defensive coordinator back. I mean, did right. I say that out loud? <laughs> did I say that out loud? Bro, I, I was on this morning, and Angelo was leading, leading the charge yep. of getting ready our coordinator. I'm like – not too fast, bro. Yeah, not too fast. No, but I, it, it, it wait. It, he actually lets you talk. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. It, it is remarkable, though. Like <laughs> in all seriousness, the transformation from the second they, they had the second fewest sacks last year to by far the most in football this year. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's not a little, you know, improvement. It, it was like a massive improvement, and. You know, and think about it. You're going to have to re-sign Brandon Graham. You're going to have to re-sign mm-hmm. if you choose to bring these guys back. Brandon Graham, Hargraves, you know, Fletcher Cox, throw him in that mix as well. Um, so there's going to be just some decisions to make. But you're bringing back Hassan Reddick. You're bringing back Josh Sweat, who you have locked up uh, long-term. You know, hopefully Jordan Davis becomes more of a, a threat as far as that goes. You're going to have to figure out what you're doing with Sue and Joseph. But, yeah, it's been awesome, man, watching this team get after the quarterback. It really has. Still trying to figure out what's going on with Davis since he's been back. Why is his role declining instead of increasing? You know, I always hear coaches say, once you get to the latter half of a season, you're no longer considered a rookie. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I know he's had a couple of injuries that have knocked him out a couple of times, but that last game, what did he play? Eight, eight snaps? No, eight, eight snaps. Eight. Yeah. Now, if there was ever a game for him to get some work, and it was against the Giants scrubs. And why did he only play eight snaps? Have Sue and Joseph played so well that it's cut into his minutes? I, I, I would and say Williams. yes. I would say yes, but Milton that particular Williams, yeah. game, yeah. that one particular game, my rotation would have been more of Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. And giving Sue and, and, and Linville a little bit of breather, that Giants team wasn't going to hurt you. You know, they, were gonna, they weren't going to kill you. They, they, they were playing their scrubs. Your few, your first round draft pick could have had ample time. He could have played at minimum, minimum, 
30, 40, 45% of the snaps to get some work in. You know, he's lost a lot of valuable time with an injury, a couple of injuries. But this was the perfect game. And I'm thinking, he only played eight snaps. So I'm initially thinking, was he injured? I haven't seen anything that said he was injured. Did you guys see anything that no. said he was injured? I'm not, not even guessing like that. Okay. I'm just saying. Why would you not why would you not play him more in a game like that? I think guys are better right now. I think that's I the get that, thing. B. Brooks. I get it. And I have, there's no question that they are better. Linville's better. Sue's better. But those were games you could have backed off. You could have pumped the brakes on them. We know what they can do. You know, they make, they're making it come point in time in the playoffs, you know, knock on wood, it doesn't happen. If one of those frontliner goes down, he's going to have to step in and elevate his role. Yeah. So why not prepare him for that? Get him, I, I, get, get him I guess, Derek, I, I would be way more – I'm more concerned next year if his snaps are limited and we're not getting maybe this – you know, a higher level of productivity next year. I almost feel like this is kind of a Rooks. You have a little bit yeah, of a, a, of the ability for him to s- not redshirt, but like right. not be so leaned on um, this year. But yeah, I, would I have liked to gotten a little bit more out of him? So I go into next year feeling like this dude's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Before he got hurt, he was he was playing at some points twenty seven snaps, twenty eight snaps, thirty snaps, twenty nine snaps, eighteen. Snaps. Okay, so if he was deemed healthy enough to put the uniform on, and, you know, I'm not going to say they got the win, they wrapped up the seeds, so on and so forth. They would have done that with him and just Milton Williams in that, that in the trenches. They could have still wrapped up that division. Yeah. You know, those are the guys that need to work. Linville and, and, and Sue, they don't need to work. They know what it takes to prepare for playoffs. They know what it takes to prepare for big games. They've been in situations where they've had extra rest to get ready. You know, the young dudes are the ones that you, you, you should have used to get ready. You know, I mean, you should have used in that situation against the Giants to give them ample time to work up a sweat, build up your stamina, work on your calls, you know, work on stunts, you know, whatever you want to work on. You could have you could have played as flawed, you could have played as flawed as you wanted to in that Giants game. They still would have won that game. Oh. Oh man, that's 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 tough, man. That's, no, that's I really, think it's fair. I think there's, I think, tough, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's a fair statement, Derek. Um, you know, but again, I think that we're going to see also how much faith they have in him True. with who they let walk. If yes. Joseph and Sue and Cox and I don't know, Hargrave aren't back, that'll tell you they believe in him. Now, I, it doesn't mean they don't believe in him if they bring back Javon Hargrave or whatever right. snacks this right. year. But, but if there's a lot of exodus, certainly, man. You know, he's going to have to step up. There isn't going to be any choice, it, depending on what they do with the linebackers. We're going to find yes. out how much they believe in Kobe Dean, too. Well, I, Absolutely. Th- those two guys, I, I don't have any any sense that they don't want any – you know, they don't want him to be a starter next year. I mean, both of those guys will start somewhere next year. Who's that? to pay one of them, um, both Dean and Davis. Oh, okay, okay. Dean and Davis will start next year, that's for sure, and then – it really depends on who they want, like linebacker. Yeah. Do they sign T.J. Edwards or do they sign um, Kazir White? Defensive line. Do they sign Fletcher Cox? Do they sign yeah. Sue? Do they sign um, Hargraves? Uh, do they sign Joseph? I mean, it really, really depends on on who's going to get the hometown discount. Because if you look at Dave, Davis, I mean, I know the kid can play. I know right, I, right. I know who he's capable of. But that I mean that that is something you got to think about. Why hasn't he gotten any reps? Why why does he got any? I mean, did he just get caught up in the Florida game and they forgot about him? That can't be 
a good sign from your first round draft choice that he gets lost in the uh, mix. You can't get lost mm. in the mix from your first rounder. No, no. So, no. I don't know. It's true. Look, it's mm. it's it's uh it's absolutely fair. So uh, according to the reports from practice today, they're sort of approaching it like it's an OTA, a lot of individual sort of skill work uh, for especially the younger players. So that's what they've been working on early. Again, the, the media only gets a limited window of what these practices look like. So what I'm giving you is what was happening really early from the beat writers. It doesn't mean that's what's going on the entire practice. So just just so you, you know the way it works, we, we all kind of get the boot. You get time where you can use your phones to take video. Where if you're a TV station, you know you can use your cameras, and it's a very limited window, which is the it's not unique to the Eagles, by the way. But um, once that happens, that's it. That you know you're kind of you're kind of done at that point. As we it's like, a, it's it's like a five to fifteen minute window, depending right. on the time of year and who they're playing. You know that will determine. I would imagine media will be lucky to have five minutes of of, of uh, viewing time next week. Yeah, with with knowing there's a game. Oh heck yeah! yeah I'd yeah. be surprised, especially when you get to Thursday and Friday. Okay, everybody out. Okay, you know yeah. you can barely get in there. Cameramen can barely get in there, and get set up their tripods and and get a couple of shots before they're escorted out. Why well, not mm-hmm. escorted, but jettisoned out? With you know, uh, like cattle. So you know, when, when you know, you consider how cloak and dagger everything is in the NFL nowadays. Um, I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Makes it makes sense. So that's kind of way the way practice went today. Uh, a couple of odds and ends. The Flyers won last night. They beat the Capitals five to three. But this they're 17, eight, 17, 18 and seven on the season. Sure. Um, and they've won six of their last seven. You know, look, credit where credit's due. I, I give I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan, but I give Tortorelli a lot of credit. Um, they're way overplaying their talent level. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And I think it's directly because of him. You know, think about how many players they've lost to injuries. You know, there's been grumblings about, you know, I don't want to be here, you know, trade, whatever the case may be. But this team is going to, it's going to, they're going to ride that wave. They're going to have ebbs and flows all season. Are they a playoff team? I'm not saying that, but I think that, as Rob just said, they're playing much better than we thought they would. They came out of the gate fast, then they stumbled. Now they're finding their feet again. You know, and the last two teams they've played have been good competition. You know, so, they, I mean, this is the kind of team we're going to have. Could they sneak in the back door of the playoffs? Hey, crazier things have happened. I'm not going to rule it out now. Right. Well, yeah. Rob, what is it? Is, is it defense or is it scoring that's that's allowing them to win these games? They're scoring at a much higher rate uh, of late, Barrett, during the stretch. They're scoring much better than they were. Uh, they're getting really solid goaltending, mostly Carter Hart, but his backups played real well. Yes, it is. Um, and, and so they, they, they're they more sound and fundamental on the blue line than they were last year. They're better defensively than they were last year. Right, right, is, right, right. It was a really low bar. Nonetheless, they're better. And they just look more cohesive. They're, they're, they're back checks better than it was last year. I don't want to get too inside hockey stuff with people's heads will be spinning, but they're, they're doing better. They're better. They're a better coach team. They're a better fundamental team. Yep. And you're seeing guys blossom. Like um, Kevin Hayes is their all-star, but Travis Konechny should have been an all-star in my estimation. Yeah, he's yes. had a real bounce back kind of year and they needed, he needs to show everybody like he can be the guy because he's wildly inconsistent or at least has been. So he's been good. I, I tell you the biggest transformation with him is he's already equaled his career high in goals. Yep. He has 24 goals already and they still have a lot of hockey to play. Konechny yeah. does. Yes. Yeah. So obviously Tortorella has been exactly what he's needed. You know, Rob's right. 
Um, I think he's been, you know, he's been all over the place in terms of play. He hasn't been a consistent player, but he's been a better offensive player than I've seen him, you know, in the last few years. I mean, he's 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 playing. I mean, he he's finding the net now with frequency like I haven't seen before. Is he playing yeah. wing? Is he playing wing or playing? Where's he playing at? Well, he's to me. <clears throat> Jeez, sorry. Uh, he's all I'm choked, choked up. I'm choked up over how the Flyers are playing. You know, at this point, but what you're <clears throat> Excuse me, geez. What you're seeing from him more than anything else, he's playing on the wing there, but what you're seeing from him more than anything else is I think he's making a commitment to be more physical. It's never going to be his game. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's making commitment to being a little bit more physical. Um, but I also think, you know, he's he's 25 years old, and this is about when you're really supposed to hit that stride in right. hockey because these guys get up young. Um, but he's starting to kind of hit his stride and understand it a little bit. I also think the, the tough love, approach that Tortorella's, you know, instilled has helped some of these dudes. Like they, they didn't, they didn't come focused every night. And I think there's more focus. I don't think they're a playoff team ultimately, but the fact that they're playing the way that they're playing so far is a credit to, to Tortorella Absolutely. because they're not talented in my opinion, not very talented. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. They basically have the same roster that they had a year ago. Right. I mean, think about that. And one man comes in and we knew what he was going to be like. No nonsense, my way or the highway kind of guy. Now, they're still working their way up from the bottom. They only have 41 points right now. But look at who they beat in the last couple of games. Look at they've won six of the last seven. You know, um, it, it doesn't make a difference who you play. You got to win. Same thing with the 76ers. Right. You know, we talk about the inferior opponents. They're, they're racking up Ws against. Well, guess what? If you didn't beat those teams, we'd be ripping you up and down the walkway from the coach to the last player on the bench. You got to win. got to win who's in front of you. Make a difference, and that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and Owen Tippett's played very well for them too. Um, All right, so let's get a timeout. Let's come back. I want to pose the question to you guys. You feel like there may be a comparison between Jalen Hurts and Joel Embiid, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So we'll dive into all of that when we come back. I do do not answer questions on Thursdays. You don't do questions on Thursdays. I don't answer. You just need to do next question. You get Drew Drew Rosenhaus on us. Yep, you were there that day, right, Gunner? Were you there that day? That was one of the funniest moments ever. Next question. Next question. The, the best question. was, it was like the OJ cart, you know, the Al Cowling's white Bronco as as Tio's leaving <laughs> Lehigh yeah. and headed back to South Jersey after Andy booted him from camp. Everybody's following his car down the, the Pennsylvania Turnpike. It was unbelievable, man. It really was. That was, that was, that was not there. I was not there that day Tio went off and, he, you know, and I was not there when he was in his driveway. I was, uh, on okay. vacation, but I was there for the Drew Rosenhaus. Next question. Next God question. Almighty. What, Next what a time. What I, don't a time. How, I, I, I never understood how D Gun would get off during what? the preseason like that. I mean, he, you know, the first two weeks. I of earned the, my stripes. First two weeks. No, of camp, no, no. The first week. First week of camp. Until our last boss used the, you know, the bosses have wondered uh, why uh, our football reporter is not at camp. And I'm thinking, you ain't talked to anybody. You made this up yourself. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I told him, I said, yeah, you didn't talk to anybody. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. But I said, you know, but I said, here's what. I'm not going to fight this. I should be a camp. And so for the last three years I was there, I didn't get the, I didn't get that time off. Two years. Three. How, what? Two. two, three. Two three. It was two years. How, how do you know? Because I was there. You. I had to go in and, 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 and do stuff I didn't have. I should usually didn't oh, have to do. 
Oh, oh, that's how you remember because you had to extend yourself a little bit, Mr. Brooks. Yes, yes. Well, that's, that's, next, that's, next, Rob, next question. Yeah, that's right, right. That's what I'm just saying, though. Like, just like he knows it, just like during the. During Jeremy the, um, Brewer is right. I'm just here so I don't get fired. Uh -huh. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, like, like the the bye week during the season. Yeah. I always had to work the bye week. Derek never yeah. worked the whole five days in the bye week. Nope. How is that? Why should I? You know what it's called, Barrett? You know what that's called, Mr. Brooks? Being on top of your work day. There you go. See, first come, first serve. So if I didn't take it off, you or somebody else would take it off, right? Right. Well, guess what? I never had I the opportunity. Hey, Rob, I'm going to tell you something. I had all kind of little tricks. The day that the NFL schedule would come out, yes, I would submit a vacation request for the bye week. Mr. Brooks and other people would wait two, three weeks after the fact, and then he would sit across me. What? Digon already put in for it? You're late. You're three weeks late. <laughs> I put it in like clockwork the day the schedule came out. Yeah, that's fact, a Rob, veteran. That's a veteran. They would wait for Thank you. you. They would wait for you. They would actually yeah. wait for you. Rob, to be honest with you, I would be sitting there with the vacation request sheets on my desk in front of me. As soon as they announced their schedule, boom, 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 boom. I like it. Well, I don't. I know that's what you do when you've been around and you know what you know what time it is. I hear you. So, so don't that's, what, that's, if you that's what this is going to be about. This, what? this, they're going to win these two games because yeah. the, our mantra should be: we're playing for the second bye. We're no paying for the, the last bye week. There we're playing go. for the last bye week. That's what it is. We're playing for the last bye week. Okay. All right. All right. Let's hit it when we come back. Uh, we'll get a little bit of that in bead. Uh, Jalen Hurts comp. Uh, who is the MVP on offense and defense if you exclude Jalen Hurts and you exclude Hassan Reddick, who are the MVPs? And are we a little too overly critical of the birds? We'll get into all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. D-Gun, B-Brooks, R. Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about my man Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be very scary. You work hard, right? You don't want to waste your money. You see how difficult things are right now in our world, right? And investing with the right person can be an absolute life changer in a lot of ways. I can tell you that from personal experience. I found Jim and Principal Financial Group, and I couldn't be happier. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you need help setting up your employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610 You could email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at Principal.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us. Your sports take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this. Well, it's not real lovely in our neck of the woods. It's kind of rainy and overcast, but hope it's good. Hope it's a bright and shiny day wherever you are. Um, all right, so a couple things to hit here, guys. I was thinking about this the morning. This morning, as um, just kind of kind of doing some show prep and whatnot. Anyway, we had D on. We're going to be talking some Sixers in a little bit with D and. What an unbelievable season that uh, Jalen Hurts has had. But the last two years, um, and again, it's a very small sample size in his career, okay, Um, in fairness to him. But he's finished banged up. Now, he's still finished. He was out there playing last year against the Bucs when they lost, but we know the ankle, you know, was was sore. Playing a little bit banged up with the shoulder, and we don't know to what extent. We know Nick Sirianni said he was hurting pretty bad, you know, et cetera. This is more of a projection than it is, this is what it is. I'm I'm asking the question. Do you worry that Jalen Hurts is going to have a similar career arc that Embiid had, where the guy's a phenomenal player, borderline MVP, could make an argument for him to be the MVP, certainly Embiid last year, certainly Hurts this year. But for whatever reason, and I think Embiid, it's more just his big body, he can't hold up with it. 
Jalen at maybe playing style, do you worry that they're going to have similar fates in that they're going to kind of limp to the finish line a little bit being banged up? A- I don't. Any, anything to it. All right, go ahead back. I, I don't simply because he can change his playing style. He's so versatile in his playing style that he can play – um, he can play both ways. We, we saw throughout this this game, well, throughout this season, that his game has changed. You know, you know, just by just by the play calling alone, he can sit back in the pocket. He can be a pocket pass. He can push the ball down the field. He has great touch with the long ball, intermediate throws. He's pretty good at. He's reading defenses. Just this last game alone, he showed that his recognition of blitz packages and they, them doing different things to him on the, um, you know, in the defensive side of the ball. That he can get, you know, he can he can accomplish that and and be a drop back passer. He can just get, push the ball up, or he can take the game to another level and win a game with his legs. He can do a great combination of both of them. I think he's so diverse in his style and what he brings to the table, his intangibles, you know, his ability to be a pocket passer that he will he will cater his game accordingly, and he and he protects himself. He protects himself. He's now starting to understand his worth to the team, the value he has to the team. And, you know, he's about to get paid, you know, so he didn't have to do the things that he did to, 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 you know, to really become that ultimate weapon. You know, he's already the ultimate weapon now. So I think he'll protect himself a lot more. Embiid, it might not just be his playing style. It might not just because he's so big. It might not even be because, you know what I'm saying, he takes risks. I think it has a lot to also do with – um how he was raised, you know, he, he wasn't really, you know, in a, in a basketball environment. Yeah, came to the game later. Yep. So he came later. So he didn't really condition his body and get his body in the, in the perfect, you know, basketball um, coordination size and everything together. You know, it just didn't come until later on in his career. Okay. How about you, Derek? Derek, muted. You're muted. <laughs> Go ahead. That's the best I've ever heard you say. Push ups. That was Push that ups. was that was the best thing I ever heard you. That do, was music bro. to Barrett's ears. <laughs> now, see, if I said that to Barrett, a few people would have been saying, "Why are you so tough on Barrett?" Right, see, right. I'm sorry. Barrett gets, no, no, I enjoy it. You know me, but I enjoy this stuff. You know, whenever we get an advantage on one another, you got to take advantage of that opportunity. You know, that's how we roll, you know. But let's see. In the span of a year, Jalen has limped into the playoffs. Okay. Um, I think it's way too early. I can't read tea leaves. And it's way too early to determine if that is going to define his career. Um, I was listening to what Barrett said. You know, he has ability to alter his game plan. But I don't think Jalen will alter his game plan. I think that's his style. I think that what is what has made him an MVP candidate is his style of play. And I don't, I don't see him changing his style of play. He is much stronger than most quarterbacks that play the game. He is not going to shy away from contact. If if he is always here under Sirianni, they're going to be called running plays from him for him, which makes him more susceptible to getting getting hit. You know, we've seen it happen with the Lamar Jacksons, the RG3, so on and so forth. You know, even even Josh Allen. You know, he's got banged up. It happens. It's a part. That's that's the nature of the beast. I don't know how much he can really alter his game and still be as effective as he has been this year. So it's a wait and see with him. We've seen enough sample of, of uh, Joel Embiid to know that somewhere, somehow he's going to be injured and take himself out of important moments. 
Uh, I still think I, I don't I don't want to make a definitive statement about Jalen yet until he's in like year five or year six. Right. If, if you know what I mean, yeah. If, if if they're making it consistently to the playoffs over the next, oh, he's already has two years in over the next three years, and this is the same. Problem. Yeah, we're seeing the same trend. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Um, I think it's a little unfair now um, to make that because, you know, he got slammed on his shoulder. He played through it. Coaches got smart. They shut him down. <clears throat> and they only brought him back out of necessity that final game. If that, fu- that last game was meaningless, he would have he had exactly what we were hoping we didn't see from a frontline quarterback. He would have had five weeks off, basically, right. to get ready for a playoff game. But unfortunately, they had to bring him back. So I'm, I'm sitting here now wondering, and I said it on the show earlier this week, how much damage did he do? Uh, did he do any further damage to it in terms of irritating it? You know, they called a very simple game for him. They didn't call runs for him, thank goodness. You know, we saw Jalen throw the ball away more than we, we normally see him throw it away. We didn't see him stepping up, taking off, and running like we, we normally do. And I'm sure it's because they're protecting his body. I get that. So I, I don't want to sit here and say, yeah, it seems like to be a pattern with him. It, it's that's it's it's way too early to define that yet. All right, makes sense. I mean, look, I think that's fair. I, I think if we do see two, three, four more years here uh, where he's really struggling to get to the finish line, I wonder how they're going to adapt things as an organization, as a team, as a play-calling team going forward, too, if they will adapt things, that there will be less opportunities for him. I don't know. You know, we'll see. Um, but I think that's something else to keep your eye on is, did they maybe overdo it a little bit with him this year? Or do you just, hey, man, we, this is the best way for us to win. Um, right, right. I don't think I mean, there's going to be any restrictions in the playoffs. I really don't. There, there can't be. There yeah. can't be. You because have got to do what's best for your team. And that's what Jalen using his legs is what's best for this team. I think if you restrict him in the playoffs, you're putting yourself in harm's way and, and giving, an op- giving an opposition a better opportunity to shock the world in your backyard. Yep. You've just got to let him go and cross your fingers that, you know, he, he's upright and breathing when it's all said and done. Because like Barrett said, like I've said time and time again, covering this game as long as I have, I guarantee you, part of the game plan, whoever they play, part of their game plan when coordinators sit behind closed doors with his defensive players, you take a shot on that shoulder every chance you get. Yep. Any chance you get, you hit that thing and see what see where it is. Yeah, I don't care what this team is telling us. There's got to be a little bit more to it. Yeah. I think it's uh, fair. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I think it's fair. I, 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 it's part of the game. It's part yep. of the strategy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's um let's look at a couple other things here. And I, I I'm I'm curious where you guys stand on this. I know it's our job to pick apart everything there is Eagles, right? And that's it's just the way it is. That's the nature of the beast. That happens in every city with whatever team that you cover and talk about. So I get it. But are we are we getting lost sometimes? in the eye of the storm, you know, this is a 14 and three team that only had two losses. You know, that two of their losses are when Jalen hurts didn't play. Their quarterback didn't mm-hmm. play. Right. Uh, they set a sack record. They came in second all time in sacks um, as a, as it's as a unit overall, really basically top seven or top nine and almost every critical category, both on offense and defense. Yet, you know, there is a, there, there's a lot of, you know, agita right now in, in the, in the Delaware Valley when it comes to this team. So my question for you guys is, are we a little bit too overly critical here of the Eagles? Are they a lot better than maybe we're giving them credit for? Mm. Yes. I will say that. Yes. We're talking about a team that's 
fourteen and three, and we still have something we can bitch about. Fourteen and three, yeah. From a team that three years ago only won four games, and we're bitching about fourteen and three. Just thinking, you know, we 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 now have our franchise quarterback. We have four guys and 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 they're double dish sack guys. We have one of the top five place kickers in the league. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, it, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches because we have two, not one, but two thousand-yard receivers. When was the last time we had a thousand-yard receiver? Yeah. We have a thousand-yard rusher. When was the last time we had that? And we are bitching about a fourteen and three team. I mean, that's that's to me that's crazy because I, to this day, you know, and I was on, like I said, I was listening, I was on radio today. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, as a talk show host, sometimes we, you know, we'll go out there and egg people on and, you know, have people go just because it, it's great content. Sure. Us. It gives us something to talk about. But we really don't have much to talk about. I mean, we're talking about a team that lost the last two games because we didn't have our starting quarterback there. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we got so many players hurt. Well, that comes with that, that comes with being an NFL team. You know, there are going to be injuries. You just got to work through those injuries. Ah, well, we we're leading the NFL in sacks. We had seventy sacks. Oh, we don't blitz enough. WTF? Yeah, come on. What does that, what does that mean, Bear? WTF? I'm not familiar with that. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you what the French fry. But I, I, I <laughs> it's WTFF. Uh, I, 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 here's the thing, and I hear that too, Barrett. Like, you, you know why you blitz generally? Because you can't get a pass rush, generally. I don't know. And if you look at the, the numbers of the teams that blitz the most, it's generally bad teams. You just go back and look at this past year. And I get it. There's times to pick and choose your spots. And, I, and I'll be the first one to tell you. I think sometimes Gannon plays passive, a little bit too passive. I mean, ultimately, his goal is to not give up big plays. But there are, right. there are moments you could mix and match. Right. But even if you look at it percentage-wise, they do blitz you know, right around the league average. Like 30%. Yeah. Like 31%. So I think there are – like, I think it's fair to go in and say, man, I'm, I'm just worried that Jalen's not 100%. I'm worried about Lane Johnson. I'm worried about not, them not having Maddox. Like, I think that stuff's fair. We start really digging in on some other stuff, man, that, that just – there's there, there's nothing there. You're just trying to create something, essentially. In a lot of ways, in my opinion, like, you know, I, again, some of the, not just the Gannon stuff, but I mean, I just think like the notion that, oh my God, are they gonna be able to flip a switch? This is a darn good team. Like mm-hmm. I, I think if, if Jalen's good, they're going to score some points, man. I don't care who they're playing. And, and that includes the 49ers. They're going to score some points. <clears throat> you know, they're just too good not to. Like, I, so, you know, another thing. Yeah. Well, why do they keep saying Jalen was hurt? Why did the head coach say he's hurt? Why is Jalen saying he's hurt? I, I I don't know. I don't have a clue why he said it. Do I think he should have said it? No. Uh, is it a little gamesmanship? Probably. If he's really hurt, is, you know, we should be pissed off because he let that out there. Yeah, we should be. But I'm telling you the truth at this point. I don't give a damn. We're in the playoffs, and it's 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 leave. You know, you got to leave it all on the field. There should be no what else. You got to leave it all on the field, and I think that's the approach you're gonna have. Whether Jalen's hurt or not. He's got an offseason to get better. Right now, we got to throw the kitchen sink at everything. Just go all out. Yeah. All right, Mr. Gunner. Go ahead, Derek. Mr. Gunner. 
<laughs> I'm enjoying listening to both of you. D don't stop now. Keep going. Well, look, I, I mean, I just think, I think there's a lot of reason for, um, I think there's a lot more reason for us to, to look at this from a, a positive standpoint rather than a negative. And I know they didn't finish that strongly. I understand that. And the Giants game to me was more or less survive. We're not showing anything. Just get out of there with a win and stay healthy. And they, they achieved that for the most part. Um, so they were able to do that. They've been able to buy time for Lane Johnson, buy time for Jalen Hurts, buy time. I don't know about Devontae Maddox. We'll see. But buy time for some of these guys who really need it. The other team's going to be playing this week, no matter who they're playing, even if it's, you know, the, some cupcake or whatever. They're playing. They're going to have to travel here. This thing is set up very favorably for the Eagles. It's all there for the Eagles. Right. Okay. You're right. I would quantify the statement like this. I don't quantify. Think, I don't. I don't think. Hey, if Rob can use big words, I can use big words too. <laughs> if I don't think, I don't think fans were complaining about the team. I think the the criticism for the most part was fair in terms of, and we sat here and did this as well, and I did it as well. Why are you throwing the ball against defenses? Why do you come out throwing the ball against defenses when you should run the ball? Why would you put your quarterback in harm's way? Even Minshew. I go back to the, Dallas, the, the first game. First two plays, they're throwing the ball. He's sacked on both plays against the Saints. Why? They're giving up 132 yards a game. Why, are you, why don't you come out and establish yourself? When it comes to the cornerbacks, I've been screaming this all year, as have many people across the Delaware Valley. You have two Pro Bowl caliber cornerbacks. Why don't they play press more? Why are you playing five to seven, ten yards off these receivers? Marginal receivers at best. I think situations cause people to scream, not the way the team is played. Now, you're right. There's just some people that are going to be negative no matter what. You know, why don't you blitz more? Oh, you got 70 sacks. You could have had 75. You're not going to please a certain faction of people. Right. I, but a lot of the people that I looked at on social media and, and watched on, in, on our show here and the pre- and post-game shows, I think they had legitimate questions. You're, running the, you're, you're throwing the football more than you're running the football against a team that couldn't stop any one of us if we had carried the football. We could pick up three to five yards to carry against, but yet you're playing right into their hands to make games a lot closer than they should be. And in the case of the Saints game, had you run the football more, you would have won that game. As I said before, I'll say it again. When he got within 13 to 10, I said, Eagles got this game. This game's over. They go back to throwing the football again when you had success running the football. Why? Run the ball. Control the clock. Don't let this team think they can beat you. They put And then the DBs, it drives me nuts. I'm looking at a, a, a defense like the Saints, and because they got Marshawn Lattimore back, they went back to playing press coverage because of who they had on the back end. Well, guess what? Our people on the back end have played just as well all year long. But yeah, Jonathan Gannon has this, I want to keep everything in front of me mentality. Okay, well, you, you, it hasn't happened for the most part, but you're allowing an opposition to control the clock. If they're smart enough to figure out, we can quick slant them all day and keep the chains moving. You make the games a lot closer. Those are situations that people, I think, legitimately gripe about. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And look, in, in fairness to – Is that okay with you, Mr. Brooks? Was that okay there? Oh, come on, man. I'm, I'm just, I, all I'm saying is, can we really bitch about no, but, coaching? No, I, I don't – you know no. what, Barry? In fairness, I think it's more like – is this great regular season going to be wasted? In other words, not win a win a super. I don't know if it's bitching. Like I think it's more sort of like concern. I think there's a. I, I think we're overly fearful. 
I think is the way that I would put it. There, there's a there's a there's a heavy fear factor that I think is inherent in, with Philadelphia to an extent, a little bit. I will say this also: you go back to last season, both number one seeds got knocked out in divisional rounds on last second field goals. So I think it's a legitimate concern. Tennessee and Green Bay both got knocked out in divisional rounds, and it both came down to a last second field goal to win those games. So any, that's why I've said. Any and everything can possibly happen in games, especially in playoff games. It's, playoff games are crazy. You just Absolutely. don't. You, if you think this regular season, seventeen game regular season across the NFL was crazy, wait till we see some crazy stuff in the playoffs. You know, so that's what I'm just saying. I I understand the concern. You know, as well as this team has played, and I stand up and give them a standing ovation, and I start with Howie Roseman because of the players he put together to make this team in 2022 was a phenomenal job. This was far, this was nowhere near the dream team from from way back when that just imploded. This team was orchestrated to a T in terms of frontline players, depth to fill cracks when, when players got hurt, and they kept the machine rolling. I didn't in any way, shape, or form think there was going to be an undefeated team. That's I don't think that's ever going to happen again. The Patriots were the last team to be undefeated. They lost in the Super Bowl. Last undefeated team was 72 Dolphins. I don't think we're ever going to see that again because of parity in the National Football League. Okay, because the league has exactly what it wants, which is parity. Well, the best, biggest thing is get to that number one seed, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, you're right about that. Absolutely. You know, but um, I think the biggest sentiment on, on you know, and it's, it's in the stream also, um, that most, most fans love all the players. They love what the players are. They love the players. But I think their biggest angst is, is, is the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we sang high praises of, 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 of you know, Steichen. And now the past two weeks, three weeks, you know, they want to burn him at the stake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They just never liked Gannon from last year. Nobody likes Gannon from last year. Well, that's, no, the, that's the right. bottom line. No, if he came likes in Gannon. this year yeah. and coached these guys to where they are right now, He'd be the second coming. Yep. That'd be a, that's a valid point. I mean, yeah. he'd be the second coming. He's 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 broken the Eagles record as far as sacks. Um mm-hmm. I mean he's he's right there with the record of of you know the least points scored by the Eagles. He's done everything that you would want from a DC. I mean <laughs> everything. And when he's not aggressive enough, you know, we let him know when he's not aggressive enough. Mm-hmm. I think his hands were tied behind his back with Josiah Scott. He, he just couldn't do, he just couldn't do anything good with Josiah because he just wasn't good enough. Yeah, not a CJGJ. I think you're going to see a much more aggressive press coverage than uh, used by this team. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's get a timeout here. Uh, I'll pose the question mm-hmm. to you guys a little bit later. Uh, if you take Jalen out on offense and you take Hassan Reddick out on defense, who's the MVP on each side of the ball? We'll That's a good that. question. Yeah, we'll do that a little bit later um, because there's a lot lot of meat on that bone, I think. When we come back, we're going to talk a little Sixers with D-Line, and we'll mix in some Eagles as well with D because she talks everything. But we will talk to D-Lineham uh, from 97.5, the Fanatic, and various other outlets uh, about the Sixers and the start they've gotten off to, 13-3 and three in their last 16. So looking forward to conversing with uh, our old pal D when we come back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Pro Action Restoration. Yeah, Pro Action Restoration. Man, they are the people to call if you've gone through any 
of the pain and inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage to your property, to your home, to a building that you may own, whatever the case may be. Uh, ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I know I've gone through it on a Saturday. Called them. They got right out. Got right out, fixed it, cleaned everything up. Price was right. The crew was unbelievable. You will have the same experience. I promise you that. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. And again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call at 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
We're back. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us today. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's hammer the like button. Let's do that. Boom! Like button. Let's do that. All right. Uh, joining us right now, our old uh, our old mate from the uh, CSN NBC Sports Philadelphia days. You can catch her, man, a lot of different places. She's a basketball analyst for the Blue Coats, for Princeton Women's Hoops, for Monmouth University Women's Hoops, and of course, you can catch her on 97.5 The Fanatic as well. The one and only D Lyda. What's up, Denise? Use that word old very cautiously. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what, D? He said, he said it. Sorry, I, he said it, D. I, I, I was talking that. about us, D, not you. You're I caught that. D, I told you you got to watch these two. All right, here's what happened. So D started at, at Comcast Sports Network when she was minus five years old. She's, she's, she's like 21 right now. It's amazing. She was a prodigy. Uh, uh, D, first off, how you doing? For everything good? I'm doing well. Happy New Year to all of you. I hope uh, you too. You good too. In all Maybe. of your lives. We, yeah. we're, it's Maybe. it's you know we have to put up with Gunner, but it's okay. I mean, other than that, everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That was my out loud voice. All right. Uh, oh, so, okay. D, D, a lot to dive into here. And I'll start with this. You know, we got a basketball team that's won 13 of their last 16 uh, that really routinely has been taking care of business. And I know the level of competition maybe hasn't been great, but that's part of what the league is. I mean, um, that, that is the league, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 So, what, what, just what's your sense? Is, is Do you see a difference, I guess, this year from this team from what we've seen in years past where they were good for sure? but weren't able to maybe make that deep run? Well, the problem is, is we're not going to know until you get to the right. postseason. And I tell everybody, <clears throat> no matter what they do in this regular season, and believe me, their competition in the East is greater yeah. than the last couple of years, for sure. Don't mm -hmm. mistake that at all. Um, but you're going to hold your breath when they go into the postseason because I think some of the teams that they had in the past were as good as the one that they have right now. I mean, mm. some people might disagree with me because James Harden is playing at a very high level and Embiid is, continues to be an MVP candidate. Uh, I do like their depth. I think DeAnthony Melton was an unbelievable pickup yep. for them. Um, and obviously Maxi, despite having missed those six weeks, is still Maxi. So <clears throat> I understand why people mm. are excited about this team. But I, I cannot go on record of saying it will go deeper than the last two years because I think, you know, they have to prove to us that you're not going to have some, you know, crazy Embiid injury. Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to, you know, you'll be able to rise to the defense that you will see in the postseason. And, and that's a big part of this. I mean, I thought – Rob, the other day after the Detroit game, which was one of the worst games I've ever seen huh. in my oh. life. Oh, my yes. God. <clears throat> now, it, in fairness, he was missing six guys, but, yep. but one of the worst games I've ever seen. But Doc Rivers has a decision. You know, putting Maxie back in the starting lineup, and they haven't had their starters. I think it was only the second it's or crazy. third time. They have yeah. not played yeah. together at all. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So do you want to be defense? This is for the postseason. You can do whatever you want right now. Rack up your wins. Be your See if you can get the three. It's really hard to move up in the standings because the teams in front of you keep winning. But if you want to be defensive-minded out of the gate, you have to start DeAnthony Melton. If you want to be offensive-minded out of the gate, you start your original five that you came with. And that'll be a decision for him to have to make, and he better make the right one. Yeah. Hey, D, um, Speaking of Embiid, what what are we to make uh, of him 
you know, he, he continues, he's continuously nicked up now. You know, he, he runs through a stretch of games, all of a sudden it's a foot injury. It's, it's always something with him. Do you, th- do you think it's just him and his physical preparation? Is he being overused? How do you, how do you see where he is right now a- as an athlete physically? Personally, Gunnar, I think that he's, for the I think, consistently been in very good condition for three okay. years. I okay. do think that conditioning-wise. Okay. I'm not going to dispute you that he gets these injuries. I think he takes some chances uh, with his body that I wish he was more conscious of. It's just not worth it, okay. you know? And um, I think this latest one, I was a little concerned, but the fact that he came back after three games yeah. says to me, you, you rolled an ankle or, you know, you were having experiencing foot soreness, mm-hmm. which could have actually been him compensating for his back soreness. Mm-hmm. Um but the bottom line is, he, you know, he's seven feet and he's a big man who plays like a, a guard. Um, and I think that there's part of that is associated with staying healthy. Well, let me ask you this then. With all the talent that they've brought together, can Doc get the most out of this team? Do you believe he has the skill set and coaching ability to get the most out of this team? Can he exhaust all the worth this team has? I know that he Barrett, <clears throat> he's definitely a um, people person. Mm-hmm. So I think his communication skills are at a high level. Um, if you're asking me to put a, you know, grade him on an X and O level, uh, I think that he has a staff that I, I really believe in his staff. I love what Sam Cassell has done with Maxi. I love um, defense. You know what they do defensively. I don't know if you pay attention, but you know defensive rating. They're they flip flop like one and two, and in points allowed, which is easier for other people to grasp. They're third in the league, so uh, I think whatever he's doing, whether it's him or he's delegating defensively, I always like what his team does. Certainly in the regular season. Now in the past, some of those blown leads would be concerning to me in the postseason um and again you'll hold your breath because he has to he has to show us he and his team that they can do it when it matters most Mm -hmm. you know the the regular season preparation means nothing to any of us anymore it really doesn't yeah, you're right. I, I would all year D with the Eagles. I'm preaching, hey, smell the roses. Yeah. This is rare. You know, you get off to this kind of start. Yeah. Enjoy it. Blah blah blah. I can't do that with the Sixers because we've been here too many times. You know, Same place. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you hate to always be in that fast forward mode, but it's like call me when the playoffs start, and that's, a, you know, it, it's a tough way to do things. You do want to enjoy game to game and all that. Right. Um, right. I, I and you can. If you I mean, can. you can because it's a good brand of basketball. I will tell right. you that take the Detroit game out of it. The rest Mm -hmm. of it, it's usually a pretty good night to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, And and like I said, I do, I do like the D'Anthony. I know this city gets on PJ Tucker ridiculously, but I I remember saying to people when they got him, you will not see his value on a statue. I hope you understand that. It's never been who he is. Forget about the fact that he's 37 years old now. He's never been a statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, idea of a guy you, you just can't value him that way but I think you will you'll be able to appreciate him in the postseason um and then you know I, I look at what they bring off the bench and he plays with it 
which is fine. I'd rather him play with it now. I didn't think he played enough with his depth last year. And then all of a sudden you needed a Paul Reed in the postseason. So I like that he plays with, you know, how am I going to work these guys in in the postseason? And I think he has some pieces there that are interesting. D, what would you? One of the things they really struggle with, and this can bite you in the playoffs. They don't rebound well uh, collectively. No. As well, <clears throat> Rob, that there's a little bit of it, and I could probably call it up while I'm here. But there's a little misnomer on that. D- defensively rebounding, they actually do a, a decent job, right. and offensive rebounding, they absolutely do not. But that can be a philosophy thinking. If you are more concerned about your transition defense, you send nobody to the offensive yeah, glass. You're, guys back. you're all getting back. Right. And I believe that's his philosophy, and that's why that number is what it is. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I okay. think their defensive rebounding, they would be more middle of the pack. Okay. Hey, so you, you, don't, you don't think it's a huge concern then? You think it's just something they can tweak? Well, I mean, uh, I guess game to game, I would be concerned if I'm, if I'm giving up offensive reboundings crazily. Yeah, that would right. be a problem. But I remember, I think it was in the Atlanta series. Um, that would have been two years ago. Uh, Atlanta sent sent everybody to the offensive glass because they're not efficient offensively anyhow. Mm-hmm. So their whole concept is, I have to get extra possessions because we're just not efficient mm. as an offensive unit. Okay. So I mean, you want to, you definitely have to be aware of the offensive rebounding, you know, juggernauts that come in, and those would be the games that I would look. Do they box them out? Hey, D, do you think that uh, – go back to early in the season. Um, Doc Rivers leaned on his starters heavily, and we were all wondering, why isn't he going yeah. to his bench more? You know, do you think the fact that, that certain players – Harden was out for a while, and B was out, Maxi was out, forced him to be a more trusting coach in terms of going deeper into his bench? I would say yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't – I find a lot of the veteran coaches – are not very trusting of the mm-hmm. guys that they, you know, that they see in their gym every yeah. day, yeah. but they, you know, when the, mm-hmm. when the money matters, uh, they're not so willing to put them in. Um, I mean, and then, so that was an example for me, De'Anthony Melton stepped in anytime he had one of those guys out. It didn't matter mm-hmm. if it was Embiid, Harden or Maxi. he was in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So clearly he trusted him over position why yeah. anybody yeah. else. Right. Um, so he definitely, that's a given. Uh, I, I honestly do not know how he feels about Thibel. I, yeah. I cannot, yeah. I can't get a real read on that. Um, you know, Thibel's a, a little bit of an unknown. I, that's why they actually, the trade deadline will be interesting for me. I wonder if Thibel will make it through the trade deadline. And I wonder if Jaden Springer, who had a very good game the other day, mm-hmm. uh, was a first round pick for them. You know, this is now his. Second third or year? third? Second year? I, I think it's second, Rob. It's, it's, it's such a like such a little third. impact. You don't even know. I mean, it's I've, unbelievable. I've I've seen him a ton, obviously, yeah. in the G League. Um, but and he had such a he had a good game the other night, right? He yeah. plays ten minutes, and he goes four for four, and his teammates are all cheering, cheering, blah blah right. blah, in a game that they were up, by the way, forty at one point. Please. So in the post game, Doc's singing Jaden's, you know, praises unbelievably. And I'm sitting next to Keith Pompey in the post game and he's staring right at me. And I'm thinking, oh, and Keith says to me after Doc leaves, he's like, 
you noticed he was looking right at you. I said, I know. He's like, because you're the only person who has seen this kid on a regular uh, basis. And he's hoping you don't say anything. I said, the guy had one field goal in 29 minutes the other night in the G League game. Please. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm sorry. I can't get cranked up when you're playing that that garbage Detroit team. And, but but I, I do think that he has the, the kid can flat out defend. Yeah. I will give him that. Mm -hmm. But I don't see how he will ever be a scorer in this league. And for his size, it's like, eh. but if you could get something for him, you know, he's not helping you when you're getting out of the East or, right. you know, getting to the finals. And um, so those would be the two names that I would be curious at the trade deadline. Go ahead, guys. Based on what you just said, then, is if he doesn't develop into a score, is it more on him or the coaching that hasn't developed him? Um, well, Gunner, actually, he just he can't consistently make an outside shot. Uh, okay. I, I think they absolutely try to develop this guy. Okay. Um, and he does a lot of things. Usually that game the other night when he played 29 minutes and didn't have a field goal till he had a tip in with like two seconds on the clock. <clears throat> he's not he's not the guy who leads the team in scoring. That's that's my point. Okay. Shake when when Shake was down there, Shake was the best player on the court most nights when he mm -hmm. played in the G League, mm -hmm. and I can't say the same for Jaden. Uh, okay. Well, that's what that's where I was going to Shake Milton. You know, that's that's my guy there. Um, because you have you know the roster you have, can you? I mean, would you think he would be trade bait? You know, considering the fact you know that you know both he and 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 you know, I. I wouldn't say thiable, but you know, and Maxi play the same position. You know, does he have some worth in, in by the trade deadline? Shake, you're you're asking, Barrett? Yeah, Shake Milton and also Farrakhan. And Farrakhan's not doing anything either. So I mean, do you think they Shake. have any value? Uh, well, I, personally, I think you need Shake in your rotation. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do too. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think Shake's the player I would worry about. Um, leaving this group. I don't think, I don't know what you would get back that helps mm -hmm. you better than mm -hmm. what Shake gives you. Uh, I think Shake now can come in. Look, the minutes he played when Maxi was out, he became, you know, you could see he's a prolific scorer and he can run the show, but he needed the minutes. Shake's challenge is to be able to contribute, not at that same level because you're not getting the minutes, but at the same efficiency as what you did when you knew you had the minutes. Mm. And that's hard for some people. Right. Lou Williams was the best at it. Yeah. <clears throat> because Lou could, Lou was a sixth man over time. Obviously, he could have started for a lot of people in this league. But that's what you hope a shake can become. Somebody who's not worried about how, how long or am I getting the hook. Lou, Lou never worried he was getting the hook. Because Lou knew the minute I go on that court, I'm getting you a couple buckets. I'm going to be Lou Williams. And that's mm -hmm. why he was sixth man of the year three times. Mm -hmm. So I think Shake has the ability to be that guy. And I think they believe that of, you know, that he will start to be able to deliver. And I think he is right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's, um, he's been good. Love that. Yeah, love that. Love I, that. That's I, my guy. Love yeah, I, I, I think that he no longer worries about how quick am I getting the hook. And that was his biggest challenge. D, how about mm -hmm. Harden? I mean, you, you look at the numbers, uh, you know, yeah. almost 22 a game scoring, 11 yeah. assists, six and a half rebounds per game, 
you know, has, has, I think, tweaked his game a little bit because he's maybe not the same scorer slash athlete uh, and become more of a willing adapt. Not that he wasn't a good passer before. He always was. But looking at guys involved a little bit more, it's not just the air out of the clock move. Give me your, your I mean, impressions of him. So before the season started, I tried to convince people. I said, if you got 18 and 10 out of James Harden for the season, please tell me you would understand this team is going to be really, really good. I don't understand why you people need him to score 30. I did, I, it doesn't make sense to me. And so the, the way he's playing is the reason they went and got him. If he could play like this and play successfully with Embiid. And I think they have figured that part out. Um, I think that the, I think he has adjusted his game a little bit, Rob. And one of the things is, you know how he always used to, he and him be both get to the line, you know, but they don't call the game the same way anymore. Right. So I think both of them have adjusted from last year to this, uh, they would get so frustrated if they didn't get every whistle, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're trying to draw the foul. I don't think they both put the concentration on drawing the foul as much as they were last year and being disappointed with that. I think they, they are both much more in the flow of a game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the two of them are playing at the level they are. Indeed, look, look at the way this team is constructed. You have a guy like Maxi who's a gazelle up and down the court, but the team yeah. overall isn't built. Right. You play that transition team. Do you think that could hurt them in bigger moments down the stretch? Well, I mean, it's one of the reasons I, I say, you know, when Maxi first came back, he was coming off the bench, and mm-hmm. that was. But they had him on a minute restriction. Mm-hmm. But I said, don't don't kid yourself if you don't think they're looking at the fact that he could benefit greatly of being part of that second unit that is much faster, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and play your same minutes, but play it with different people. So can it hurt them? That goes back to Gunner when he wants to decide, does he want to be that offensive-minded unit to start games or the defensive-minded? If you were the defensive-minded one and put DeAnthony Melton in there and then brought Maxi with that faster second unit, mm-hmm. I just would like to see it a little bit. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not trying to take the kid out of the starting lineup. Right, I'm playing right. him as 33 minutes. Yeah. I, I just... Uh, he's the only guy who's a, a gazelle yep. running and he does get his buckets and Harden will get it ahead to him. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely agree with that. But um, when you have Harden and Bede, Tobias and Tucker, mm-hmm. I mean, your, your mind says slow. Yeah. It's yeah. Just yeah. Does. yeah. yeah. D how about the East? Um, you know, we're looking at kind of the usual suspects in some ways, the Celtics, <laughs> You know, the Nets have just been ridiculous. And I know they they took a hit with Simmons – or, uh, excuse me, with, with Durant's knee. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the Bucks, right? I mean, they're essentially the teams right now that the Sixers are chasing. Um, yep. From what you've seen, I know they haven't played those teams a ton, but from what you've seen just with those teams, the way that they started the season, you got uh, Boston at 30 and 12, Nets are 27 and 13, Bucks are 27 and 14. Mm-hmm. From what you've seen from those teams, um, do you think as of right now the Sixers could get, could get past them in the playoffs? In a playoff setting? Uh, it'd be hard. Um, it's funny because I was watching uh, NBA Countdown last night and I was out. I'm eating, so it's just I'm just looking at graphics. And the lower third says uh, the Celtics or the field to come out of the East. Mm-hmm. 
so I turned to the guy sitting next to me. I was like, am I an idiot? I'm going to take the field. I got so many more chances. <laughs> but but if you think about it, there's a reason they're putting it up there. You know, Boston has not faltered. They, yeah. It's not that, you know, it's two games. It, I think they bounced out of first uh, once recently over, you know, the last six weeks. And, and Milwaukee, you know, went by them. But uh, I think that... And the Nets actually are the one that surprised me, Rob, the most. Mm-hmm. I really thought that they were a mess. Yep. And yep. Um, I think the coaching change probably was a good thing for them. I think Steve was in over his head to handle the enormity of what he had to handle with the with the personality a that a he had. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and interestingly enough, Jacques Vaughn, he was always one of my favorites to have to interview when he played. Yeah. And he was just a steady Eddie kind of guy. And steady Eddie is what that group needs, you know? Yeah. Um, so they're the ones that surprise me the most. Look, I, I hope you don't play any of them in the first round would be my point. So put yourself in a position mm-hmm. to play below those three mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And, and take your chances in that second round against any of them. And that's my point, but Rob, that, this is going to be the toughest, in my opinion, of the three years prior to, to get out of the second round. Yeah. I mean, these teams are good. Yeah, they're better than a Miami last year, for example, or some I of the other teams so. they've lost to. Yeah. 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 Better than in Atlanta. Right. Better than, you know? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, D. Since we're talking about the playoffs, at what point do you start resting and bead and, 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 you know, start wrestling hard, you know, and, and those young guys push them into the playoff, you know, just, just, you know, for that time before, like maybe three weeks, four weeks before the playoffs, or when do you start wrestling these guys? So we don't go in with, with a, you know, an ailing, you know, roster going into the playoffs, you know, so then you have Embiid, you have Harden on a more regular basis. So it's interesting, Barrett. I did this last year in the postseason um, and looking at players. And I took the stars from all the ones that were playing. Mm-hmm. So the Jason Tatums, the Jimmy Butlers, the Giannis's, all of them minutes in the regular season, significantly greater than, than what Embiid plays. Wow. And, <clears throat> and so the point is, is that those guys, are built to be giving you the minutes in the regular season and giving you the minutes in the postseason. Uh-oh. That's what the stars do. Uh-oh. And I, I only took the stars. You know, I took the, like I mentioned, the Tatums, the Honest, the Jimmy, but- Jimmy Butler in the postseason, his minutes go up from his regular season. He played, he averages. And he's, I know in the early years with Chicago, maybe didn't make a lot of rounds, but he, he averages over 40 minutes a game in the postseason. It's not even close for these guys. So, wow. I, I mean, if you need them, if you think he's banged up, fine. Uh, but I keep him at his same minutes that he plays right now, which I think he's only at 33, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think Maxi, before he got hurt, was the highest minute guy on their team, up by like 36-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but those other stars, they are prepared in the postseason to be 40-plus. Mm. But see, wow. we, we we just gotta be realistic about you know Embiid <laughs> though. You know, I I just can't see him going in, and we don't put him because I'm not talking about the MVP. We're not we're not even gonna speak that on him right now. 
But I just well, I, I can I tell need you, them healthy. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. I need. I you you can't not be healthy. But let's face <clears> it, his postseason injuries last year had nothing to do with his regular season. Right. I mean, his thumb probably was a bigger thing than the eye injury. Right. And the thumb, he got caught in somebody's jersey. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Mm. So, <laughs> and seriously, do you think about that? And yeah. right, that right, really, right. that impacted him far greater yep. than I think that wearing of the mask, even though you don't love that. I think his shooting went south because of mm. the pain in the thumb. Uh, I want to hit you with the, an Eagles question in a second. One last one on the NBA. Jalen Brunson is playing out of his mind for the mm. Knicks. Like, I, and I don't know if people have been paying as close attention to it, but like he has been unreal. Rob, he, all right, so he's averaging, I think, 32 over his last six, but the shooting is ridiculous. Yeah. It's 53 from the floor and 49 mm. from with, three. With high degree of difficulty <laughs> shots. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I saw because – you know, somewhere it said all star. You know, it's really hard to get in there uh, to take somebody else's seat. In mm -hmm. my opinion, it's very difficult. But he'll he'll be in the running. Let me tell you for yeah. sure in the East to get one of those perimeter spots. Yeah, um, he's earned it. He definitely. You know, and I was really worried for him because to take. You know, obviously he deserved the money that he got, and having been you know a second round pick, and to be able to come to the one of the toughest markets there is mm -hmm. and a team that has been down, you know, just for a long time. down for yeah. too long. And now you're coming and you have been, you know, kind of behind a Luca, which is no shame in that because yeah. Luca's a stud and you performed so amazingly in his absence last year. Now you come, you got the money, you're going to be the guy in New York City. I was worried for him. I, I didn't know if it, it would work, work out, and he has been that and then some. And I probably should have never doubted because I think those Villanova kids all seem to thrive in the yep. NBA, which to this point was Jay Wright. Yep, no question. All right, mm -hmm. lastly, we, we know you talk about everything uh, on 97.5, the Fanatic Eagles. What's your sense here uh, going into this thing? You know, they got the bye week, they're getting healthier. We don't know who they're going to play yet, obviously. Um, but it wasn't a great finish to the regular season if you're just talking no. about momentum. Uh, yeah. Do you worry about that? How much of a factor do you think that is? Um, well, to me, the number one thing was getting that number one seed because, let's face it, it's a huge advantage to have not just a bye week but two home games before you go to the big game. So, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, I, I think that was the number one priority. And then your health matters a lot. So the bye week helps you get healthy for sure. Um, no, you know, honestly, I, I think if anybody who had doubts about Jalen Hurts, your doubts should be gone at this point. I don't think there's anybody who plays the quarterback position that's perfect. And, you know, so you can say, well, he could have a little more of this or a little more of that. I, I, I flat out love watching the guy play. Yep. I think his preparation is so obvious that he puts everything into getting better. Um, and, uh, you know, I think you can identify that no matter what sport a guy plays or a female plays, right. that you can tell the people who are like, like Maxie. Maxie's in the gym. You got to lock the door to keep him out of the gym, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Jalen is that. Um, you know, I thought their secondary was of concern. Uh, I think, you know, Gardner Johnson coming back should give you a little bit of, you know, thank God. Um, Avante, I, you know, that's, that's a bummer that you don't have him. Um, but I, I like their chances. I really do. Yep. Uh, I, I think they mm-hmm. go about their business in a, in a very disciplined way. I would agree with you. I mean, I hated watching those last three games. Um, but sometimes you get in a position where <laughs> you're not trying it on purpose, playing not to lose. Yeah. But that's or not what get it hurt. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. that's what it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. No question. D, yeah. listen, uh, great catching up with you. Keep up the good work. Uh, again, you. Blue Coats games, uh, Princeton women, Monmouth women, 97.5 yeah. to Fanatic. She's the pet park. She's all over the place. Man. You don't have enough jobs, D. <laughs> she is all over the place. It's amazing. Oh, I'm not on a train today, though, Gunner. Thank Yay! you. Yay! Yay! There you go. You know, funny thing is, D and I saw each other um, a week yeah. ago this past Tuesday at uh, Kevin Flatley's going away. Yeah, the great Kevin and we yep. And before we even say hello and embrace, we're apologizing to each other. She apologized. <laughs> I said, D, I owe you an apology. I, I, know, I shouldn't have asked you to do it on a train. I know what it's like going through certain dead zones. Was you know, terrible. It, was, it, it, was, it was terrible. You know, and I said, yeah. but I promise you, we will get you back in a more <laughs> controlled environment. <laughs> Nice. And you did, Gunner. So I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Thank you so much. D, appreciate it. Enjoy the day, yeah. non-train. You know, enjoy. Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, the Sixers tonight against Oklahoma City. We appreciate it. Thanks, D. All right, you guys take, take care. care. D. All you right, that is D line. I'm good stuff. Good, good hoops talk right there uh, with D. That's for sure. All right, let's get it. Let's get a timeout, guys. We're gonna do our NFL segment now. We generally do that uh, at two o'clock. But we have Mike Quick coming up in, in around the two o'clock hour. So we'll do our NFL segment, but I will ask you guys, I'll start with the question that we uh, we had a little bit earlier. If you take Jalen Hurts out of the offensive side of it and you take Hassan Reddick out of the defensive side, who are the MVPs on both sides of the ball? We'll do that when we come back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, 
Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any types of issues on your property, in your yard, you name it, they can help you. And they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey and Northern Delaware. In fact, they specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind this time of year, it, it's great to get in now to have your trees evaluated before we really get the heavy winter and, and, and the heavy ice that hangs on the branches that could pull those down and create more problems for you. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610 610- 850-2848-610-850-2848 or online at flintreeservices.com. That's flintreeservices.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. D-Gun, D-Brooks, RLs, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Just wrap things up at D-Line, and we'll talk to Mike Quick coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. All right, I, I posed it right before we went to break, uh, and I'll, I'll hit both of you guys with this. Um, I'll start with you, Barrett. If, if you, let, let's start on the offensive side. If you take Hurts away, Hurts is the obvious team MVP. Certainly major concern. I think he's going to end up finishing second to Patrick Mahomes, personally. I think that's where it's going to end up. Just, just my read off of it. I think missing those last two games hurt him. Um, but if you take Hertz off of the Eagles, or just if we if we all cop to, he's the MVP offensively. Who would you say would be the guy after him? Uh, I mean, just from the impact a player had on the team, uh, I would have to go AJ. I mean, AJ Brown at this point, um, over fourteen hundred yards receiving. Um. His ability to break a game open. Uh, this, this team feeds off his his enthusiasm when he's out on the field. So, I mean, I would have to go A.J. A.J. is an impact player on this team. And, you know, it's almost tit for tat as far as, you know, even what hurts on how good he is. Yeah, I mean, he has been nothing short of spectacular. I mean, everything you would have thought when you made that trade uh, to mm-hmm. get him here. Um, you know, that's for sure. Uh, 1,400 receiving yards, uh, 17 yards per catch, 11 touchdowns, 88 receptions. How about you, Derek? Where do you fall on the offensive side? Of this? Oh, there's no question it's A.J. Brown. He broke Mike Quick's record by 87 yards, a record that's been standing forever in terms of receiving yards. That's a lot of pressure to put on a 25-year-old. You're traded. You're given a $100 million contract, and you're expected to come in here and produce Already, when you have a number one first-round draft pick receiver who was short of his uh, 1,000-yard season his rookie year, already established here, and you come in and all of a sudden you're the man automatically, and it turned out to be the perfect storm because of the relationship that he had with Jalen. It was quite obvious early on that as much as Jalen loved Devonta, uh, Devonta Smith, that A.J. was going to be his go-to guy because of their history together. And he has lived up to every expectation in terms of physicality, yards after the catch, uh, yards in general. And as I said yesterday, when you look at the top six receivers in the National Football League, five of them all ex- have – they're right at 100 or exceeded 100 receptions this year. He did this – he finished number four receiving with only 88 catches. That says a lot about what he did in terms of not just – catching the ball but getting those all important yards after the catch so he would definitely be the team mvp for me if you take jalen hurts out of the equation all right i'm i'm gonna i I can't look i'm not gonna disagree aj brown's been awesome he's been i I, I, the thing you just pointed out the end eric i that's what i agree he catches a five yard slant and it becomes you know 50 yards in the blink Mm -hmm. of an eye with his strength and his just sheer ability and one two and all that i'm gonna take lane johnson yeah, the record doesn't say that. Yeah. The record doesn't lie. It doesn't. It doesn't lie when this guy doesn't play. And I know there's a lot of things that factor into it. I know it's not as simple as you know. It, it, you as made it me made feel me. dirty, man. You made me feel dirty, man. <laughs> it's an old lineman. I I started. I know, him, right? But I thought, oh, that you knew Barrett's going to pick a. That's why I didn't do it, man. Well, I just think that, and in Kelsey too. By the way, Kelsey this year didn't get up a sack or a pressure mm-hmm. the whole wow. year. Um which is crazy, but, but, you know, we know Lane's record and how long he's been, you know, it's been without a sack and it's just incredible. And they're like uh, nine to 11 games under 500 when he starts versus when he doesn't start, Uh, you know, I'm sorry, man. You know, we know the difference when this guy doesn't play versus when he plays last year, when he took some time, they weren't the same team early in the season. 
the, you know, this year we saw them fall off. Yes, it coincided with Jalen not playing too. That's a big piece of this thing. Don't get me wrong. But especially when you start going against the big boys, man, is when you see it. And we're going to see it in the playoffs. If Lane's not himself, we're going to know it really fast because when he is himself, he is as dominant as anybody over there. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Lane. AJ is definitely my number two. Um, I'd go Kelsey three. I'd probably go, you know, Devontae and Miles Sanders. I'd probably go Devontae five or four, wherever I'm at at this point. That's probably my order. I would, I would only, I would only maybe slightly put Miles ahead of Devontae because you look at the, the amount of carries he got to achieve a thousand yards. He doesn't get used like a lot of running backs in the NFL. I mean, he was 17 carries, buck 44, 18 carries, a buck 20 something, you know, and, and that's phenomenal, man. When you don't get 25, 27 touches a game and you're still racking up over a thousand yards, now obviously kudos go to the guys blocking up front for you, open those holes, but you got to do your part as well. Mm-hmm. And he did it. He, he's been playing this whole season. Uh, with this proverbial chip on his shoulder. And understandably, it all started back in training camp when you know he came out and said he's ticked off about people questioning whether or not he's durable or quality running back. And he's used that to his advantage this season. Yeah, he has. He used to put a chip on his shoulder. He's running with a purpose. Yeah. You know, so it's it's different than um, what we've seen in years past. You know, his running style has changed. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, I I attribute that to a lot to Howard and how Howard runs the ran the Mm -hmm. ball. Mm-hmm. And he took that and ran with it and made it his own. So he's become so explosive and, you know, in his understanding on how to set plays up, how to set blocks up, uh, his running style, when to take it outside, when to keep it inside, uh, when to just go ahead and just get as much as you can for, you know, for, for that play. You know, every play is not mm-hmm. going to be a home run play. Mm-hmm. And he finally felt the difference between a, a home run play and just getting what you can get. So, you know, he, he's, he's, he's definitely put himself at another level. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Reddick, 16 sacks, five force fumbles, three fumble recoveries. Everything we talked about a little bit earlier, deservedly so, gets the defensive player of the month for December slash January to close out the regular season. He's been awesome. Nothing short of awesome. If you take him away, who's your MVP on the defensive side of the ball? I, I'm going to go with TJ Edwards. Okay. He's the he's the quarterback of the defense. He calls the defense. He he's 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 an impact tackler also. Impact meaning three yards before or three yards after the line of scrimmage. You got some guys like Singleton. Singleton was making he'd make it tackles, but they might be 10 yards down the field, a 10-yard gain. TJ makes tackles right around the line of scrimmage. He's intense. Although he doesn't have the the coverage skills that you want. But middle linebackers aren't necessarily made to, to go out there and, and 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 cover. They're made to go up there and be a thumper. And that's exactly what TJ Edwards is. He's a thumper. He's changed his whole um his, he changed his whole body on how he plays. You know, his body's changed. He's gotten quicker, he's gotten faster, more explosive. Um, he's 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 become a guy that you can rely on. He stays on the field the entirety of the only time he goes out is when he when they play that dime front where they have a linebacker and a safety mm-hmm. end. Then they leave Kazir White in, and um, and they'll put in a safety in there, you know. So I mean, Kayvon Wallace. So um, he he's my guy. He's my guy in the middle of the defense. Okay, Derek. I wanted to say Edwards, but because Barrett went Edwards, I'm going to go Bradbury. 
I think Bradbury has been is consistent, probably more consistent than I thought he was. You look at how inconsistent Darius Slay has been, you know, and Darius is supposed to be that Pro Bowl type guy, but Bradbury on the other side has been Mr. Consistency uh, for this team. You look at the pass defended. He doesn't give up big plays. He can track receivers on those over the middle slant routes, you know, and, and I think he's, I think he's been a much more, I think he's been the most consistent player on the back end of that defense, which has allowed the front end of the defense to have more leeway to do certain things. I'm, I'm going to go Bradbury. I like, I like the Bradbury choice, man. That, mm-hmm. That's for sure. I think there's a, the, the, the beauty is you can take this a lot of different ways. Hargrave really disruptive in the middle. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, 11 sacks, at the defensive tackle position deserves a lot of love. Brandon Graham coming back and, and himself getting into double digits for the first time in his career is just nothing short of awesome. Josh Sweat, I give him a lot of props. You know, I was critical yeah, of Josh absolutely. Sweat. Absolutely. You know, and and for him to to take the step which they need. And by the way, practice today. If you're just tuning in, uh, he practiced today. He said he feels great. Uh, you know, he's he's absolutely on schedule to play in the in the next game. So that's awesome. Um, and and Jalen practiced today in a limited capacity as well. So he he was out there also. But um, you know, there are a lot of other ones. T.J. Edwards is kind of unsung, Barrett. I think in a lot of ways. Uh, Another guy that we don't have, we don't talk about near enough. Is is Marcus Epps? Marcus Epps is a fearless safety who plays in the box, can play deep. He's where he's supposed to be at. Rarely gets beat deep. You know, I mean, in fact, if any time he's gotten beat, he has. I don't think he has been beat deep. He's a guy that you don't hear his name a lot, except when he's making a tackle. Mm-hmm. You don't catch a lot of passes on him. He's very, very consistent, man. You know, very, very consistent. When you don't hear his name and you're at a safety position but you don't hear him getting beat over the top. That means you're doing your job, man. So I really like Marcus. I've been Great to Marcus Epps tip since, since, since training camp. I mean, mm-hmm. even before training camp, you know, even before the draft, you know, I was talking about Marcus Epps being the best safety we had on the team. And that's before Harris got cut or anything else. Or when Rodney left, you know, I thought he and Rodney were going to be the two guys in the, at the, in the back end. I have been talking about I me. Mean, you, you can ask, uh, you can ask uh, Xander. He'll tell you, Marcus Zepp has been my—he's been my guy, man, because I, I think he's that good yeah. of a player. That's good. And look, I, I'm with you. I, I would probably go Bradbury, uh, but I would give a a real close nod to uh, to Javon Hargrave. I think the guy had an unbelievable season. So, I think we can even throw Linville Joseph into that yeah. equation. I mean, he came to, he came to the party late, but look at the difference he's made in terms of the run defense, even more so than Indomitian Sue. That's mm-hmm. a great point. Joseph yeah. has been that guy in the middle in the trenches, man. He has been Mr. Consistency in terms of uh, forcing teams to run more to the outside than between the tackles. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, and, I, you know, I, I wonder now, we sort of looked at these guys as just straight rentals. I mean, him, Joseph, and Sue. Maybe maybe Linvel Joseph comes back. Maybe you use some of that money that you you gave to Fletcher Cox this year uh, or, or and or somebody else, and maybe he comes back. It's not out of question. You know, if you could team him up with, hopefully Jordan Davis takes that next step, and then, you know, Milton Williams, and all of a sudden you're not having that major fall off at that defensive tackle position. So I think that would be, uh, yeah, be really yeah. interesting if that's yeah, the way it, it ends up playing out. All right, let, let's do a little NFL talk, guys. I, there, there have there has been video and some audio released of the uh, the incident with Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, on the plane. You remember this when he was. He was still at this point auditioning for teams to maybe come back in the regular season. And then it, you know, I think it turned out that people realized the knee's not where it needs to be, you know, to play ultimately. 
but this certainly couldn't have helped. Um, he was, he was, they had to deep plane, right? Is that the, is that the term? Yeah. Deplane? They had to deep plane. Yeah. He wouldn't put his seatbelt on at one point. Um, the report is that he took his pants off. Um, he, he wouldn't comply with any instruction that he was getting um, from the folks there. And, uh, you know, every, basically everybody had to pay the price because he wouldn't um, just do the basic stuff that you have to do on a plane. Um, you know, it's a bad look. Any way you slice it, it's not a good look for for Odell, especially for a guy who wants to catch on with the team next year and possibly get a multi-year deal. Yeah. You, you got to be smarter than that. And, and when I looked at a lot of the comments uh, that were attached to the video, I thought the comments were, were accurate when they, when they spoke of, why didn't you show the whole video? You basically cut the video to support your narrative, to get clips, whoever posted the video, to get support your narrative just to get clicks and likes and so on and so forth. I would like to have seen the entire video to see how it unfolded where OJ, uh, where uh, Odell, began to chastise the guy who supposedly antagonized him with some of the comments Odell made. And as a professional, you have, especially for someone who is as active in social media as Odell is, you have to be a lot smarter in terms of what comes out of your mouth, because no matter what that individual said to you, it makes you look even worse because you are the prominent figure in the whole thing. Now, if the guy took a swing at you first, as was the case with the Mike Tyson scenario on a plane, that's a little different. Yeah. But, you know, you have to be a lot smarter than that, man, because no matter what you do or say, nine times out of ten, you can't win in that situation. You know, and for him to say, you know, I'm not going to repeat what he said, but for him to say what he said, I'm like, wow, really? And, you, yeah. know, phone, you know, phones are up everywhere record because that's Odell Beckham. I can put yeah. it on my Twitter page and get all these hits and maybe some more followers and and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I mean, the gist of it, uh, you know, is, uh, hey, I'm going to be on a private plane and you're you're not, and some other disparaging remarks about the guy's appearance, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, call him a fat bleep and all this stuff. Yeah. It, several times. Eh. It's just not necessary. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, and Barrett, you know this because you live this life. You know, you could be out with some somebody who's just Joe Q public who can – do something or say something and everybody just kind of looks at them maybe and then keeps going about their business. If you say it, it becomes a headline. You know, it's a different story. It's, you know, it's the same thing to make you laugh, make you cry. Those same thing could, people that can praise you can also, you know, shut you down and, and, and talk bad about you. You have to conduct yourself in a way that you're not just, um, you're not just somebody that people are just not going to pay attention to. You're going to be paid attention to. The sport that you play and the capacity in which you play it, makes you an icon to a lot of these people. When you go out there and act an ass, they're going to post it like that. You know, you just can't, you can't feel as though you're invincible. You can do anything you want to do. You just can't, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you put your, your pants and your socks on your shoes and everything on the same way everybody else does. So why to think that, to think that you could be treated differently because you think you're somebody more than what you are. It's it's crazy to me. You know, I, I can never be that way because I got kids. If I if I act that way, you, my kids are going to act the same way. They're going to think it's appropriate to act like an ass, and I, I can't have my kids thinking that. Yeah. So Understood. I mean, I would never put I would never put myself or my family in that position. They can be looked upon like that. I mean, it's, it looks like a joke. Yeah, it's a bad luck. I mean, any way you slice it, it really is. It's a, it's a bad luck. Uh, all right, so a couple other uh, odds and ends. 
You know, we had James Palmer on yesterday, and he he said that one of the one of the teams that wouldn't surprise him that, that Sean Payton may end up is Arizona, and it turns out Arizona has asked permission to uh, to sh- talk to Sean Payton. So, I mean, I'm, I can't say we're surprised, but um, you know, if you're Sean Payton, is that a job that would interest you stepping into that? You know, with, with Kyler Murray and some of the other uh, an owner that maybe isn't super stable. Uh, would, would that be of interest to you? So uh, I'm, I'm not really surprised that they're interested. I wonder if he will be. He will go there. I would take that job. I would take it in a minute. If I had if I had Sean Payton's pedigree, there's not a job I would be afraid of to take. Now, obviously, you want to put yourself in the best position possible as a coach of Sean Payton's pedigree to win sooner rather than later. Arizona has a decent defense. They just have to tweak the offense. And if they're going to lose DeAndre Hopkins, well, obviously they're going to have to replace pass catchers. My first conversation after I accept the job and, 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 and the owner agrees that I have carte blanche to do what I need to do to turn this thing around is I have a closed-door meeting with Kyler Murray. I don't care if you're in Bally. I don't care if you're in you know, Mazalan. I need you on a plane. I need you back here. We need to sit down and have a discussion. Mm-hmm. He would be the first player I would have. You have to understand. I run this team. You don't. Your body language is negative in terms of towards what we're trying to build and build here. Yeah. I don't need to see the body language smoking quarterbacks that I've worked with. I've worked with a hall of fame quarterback named Drew Brees. And when things went bad, the thing that Drew Brees would, would do would go over to the sidelines and either get in people's faces or encourage people. You never knew by his body language that he was down on himself or the way the offense was not going. I need you to elevate your status as a as, as, as the face of this organization to be a more visible positive leader more so than anything else that's what I that's what I need that's that's the first that's the first dude I'm talking to before I talk to any other player good point yeah you just get a feel for him where he's at um and if he under, yeah. if he ta- if he takes to that you know what exactly. I mean yeah and yeah. I mean, I mean, first thing I did, you know, was sports take. I look, I got to talk to D Gun. I need to call him, <laughs> not now, but right now. We got to set this straight. <sighs> that I was going to be, a, you know, a good guy to Derek, and he's going to be. The was Derek guy receptive, to Barrett? That's the question. Yeah, once he saw that I was just, you know, that he knew I was going to be the great guy that he he's known to love, and we were going to get along great and everything. I mean, it was just perfect marriage, you know. Yeah, I like it. Your thoughts, Derek? Next question. <laughs> I knew you were going to work that in. <laughs> Had I know you'd work that in. All right. Um, moving on from that. Uh, Mike Shaw, longtime Stanford coach, but did coach 10 years in the NFL. I, I think David think Shaw. He, David, geez, Mike yeah. Shaw. David Shaw. Uh, people think that he was just a college coach. He was not. Absolutely not. In fact, Barrett, he was on the staff when you were here uh, for, for a brief period of time, too. He was here in 97, I believe. He was in the, on the Eagles staff. Yeah, he was a uh, – he used to – Write the scripts, you know, for 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 scouting, like write the plays on the um yeah on a, on the scripts so we can go out there and do scout team. Uh, he was the guy to serve coffee. He was the, he was low man on the totem pole, and to see him work his way up through the ranks like that, man, that's that's truly a blessing, man. Because he, then he left and went with um went to Harbaugh staff. For Harbaugh staff, he went to Stanford. Right. I mean, Harbaugh staff went to Stanford, and he was with Harbaugh staff, and that's where he got the job at Stanford. So mm-hmm. you know, he. he Great guy, great guy, great football mind. I knew he was going to do something, man, because he was, he was, he was always a guy that you know you could go to and bounce ideas off of and everything. You know, I'd be in, a, we'd be in, a, um, in the huddle, and he, hey, hey, instead of running this like a post, can I, can I, can I run it like a bang eight? 
instead. He's like, you know what? That'll be a good idea. But when you run that bang eight, make sure you get back up the sideline because that's where they run it. He's like, all right, you know, so those are little things that he would do to help guys uh, get a defense a better look. And also just, you know, he's just a good guy being around him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Help the organization. Yep. Sure. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting one. Um, Browns, Derek, are looking at Jim Schwartz and potentially Brian Flores um, for their D.C. job. They, uh, they let their defensive coordinator go at the end of the season. It was a mess in Cleveland, as we all sort of saw coming. Um, but uh, interesting names being floated there. Certainly two guys, uh, you know, big pedigrees. I take Brian Flores in a minute. Uh, I look at I look at what he did defensively down in Miami with that. Does team. he want to leave though? Does he want to leave the Steelers? I don't know. You know what's his what's his title with the Steelers? He's the DC, isn't he? DC. He's okay, because normally I don't think he's is he the DC? I don't think he's the DC. Oh, he might not be the DC. Let me yeah, check. It, yeah, it would be an upgrade. Yeah, I was going to say coaches normally don't allow you to leave unless you're being upgraded right, you're right. to another position. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're so, right. But I would take Flores. Flores is a very good defensive coach. I don't want to see any parts of a Jim Schwartz defense. I don't even want to hear the words wide nine defense anymore. He's a senior defensive assistant and linebacker coach for what it's worth. Okay. So yeah, then if he has a chance to be a DC, um, if I have my, if I have my pick, I'm taking Brian Flores every day, all day over Jim Schwartz. I I would, I look to me, I don't know what the hell went down in Miami and the whole thing seems like a mess, but I felt like he was a guy who, who was head coaching material still is. I think he'd make for a really good defensive coordinator. I think it'd be yeah. a smart uh, hire. Yep, yep. It'd be a really smart hire. Uh, Schwartz has been a consultant with the uh, Titans the last, what, two years? I think it was two uh, I believe two seasons. Yeah, and most yeah. of their mess has he, been on he lived. He lives in Nashville. He lives down too. there, yeah. Yep, yep. absolutely. Um, so a couple other odds and ends here. Charles White passed away. He was the Heisman Trophy winner in 79 out of USC. Played oh, in the man. NFL. Great yeah, he was, player. He was a beast. Great college player. Tough dude. Uh but he, you know, had a good career. Uh, he, he actually kind of had – he played for the Browns, and then he came back later and played for the Rams under John Robinson, who was his coach at USC, and then led the league in rushing as an, as an older guy. He, he, had, he had sort of a up-and-down NFL career, but he was, a, he was a really good college player. Two, two, three years. I mean, USC was just cracking out tailbacks. He was, he was only 64 years old. Yeah. yeah, only 64 years old. Right. I mean, too young. what is going on, man? But all these prominent people dying all of a sudden, man. It's, yeah, it's scary, man. It really yeah, it's is. A it's a shame. Um, so heck of a player uh, back in the day. Um, Skylar Thompson will get the start for the Dolphins. That's official. Um, K State. Yeah, K State. Um, still goodbye, goodbye Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be a tough one anyway, but it's especially going to be a tough one. Uh, I mean, let's be real. Um, but uh, uh, still, no Lamar Jackson for the. Ravens either that you know I yeah yeah he didn't practice today I think you're getting uh you're getting Tyler Huntley is, is the yeah, way that's looking yeah. um, you're Baltimore I I don't feel I don't feel real confident in them either I gotta tell you no oh the hey, Ravens no. I think the no. Ravens bow no. out they can't the score Mm-mm. they can't score their defense can only do so much you know the offense has not been helping them out lately since uh Lamar's been out since uh what December 4th yeah yeah it's yeah. weird because this wasn't expected to be this long. Uh, right. You know, and again, everybody heals different and whatever, but it's it's been mm. – it's led to speculation that he's basically like, I'm not risking anything, man. I'm a free Right, agent. and that's what I was going to yeah. ask you guys. You yeah. think he's just – he's doing that 
just to keep himself from, from getting hurt or being on the field so when he can go into free agency? I can't say that for sure, Barrett. Here's what I can say. I'm not so sure he's going to be back in Baltimore. I know a I lot of people so. are. I'm not. Me neither. Well, then, if that's the case, um, John Harbaugh is going to have to eat a little crow because if you go back in the beginning of the season, John Harbaugh came out and said, you know, Lamar is going to get his money. And obviously, you don't make that statement unless you've already talked to the people upstairs who make the decision about how you feel about the quarterback. So that statement is already out there. So if they let him go now, and again, it falls in the category of a number of things that we've talked about in terms of quarterbacks who could be on the move. What are you replacing them with? There's nothing out there to replace them with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it not like crazy, right? Yeah, it's not like you're a Houston team where you're rebuilding everything. Baltimore is built to win now. What are you going to replace them with? You're going to bring in another journeyman starter to yeah. hold over? Well, and it's that's one of those um, that's one of those spots that they're customized around a dual dual threat quarterback. You know, they don't they don't really have the the receivers to drop back pass receivers. They don't have really the offensive line that you know drop back pass. Um, they're more comfortable coming off the ball running. If they do pass running, play action. So I, I don't know what they're doing, bro. Yeah, it's a, you. You would have to almost you know get a new coordinator in there and just start a new. You'd have to you yep. have to scrap everything you're doing depending on what you end up. If you draft somebody or sign somebody or trade for somebody, uh, for sure. Date, uh, Derek Carr has penned a sort of goodbye letter, if you will, yep. uh, to the Raiders. And, you know, maybe this ties into Baltimore. I don't know, but, but a goodbye basically saying, hey, like, it didn't end the way we all wanted it to end. I gave you everything I had. The one thing I will say about that guy is he really did buy into being a Raider. Yeah, he, he did. You know what I mean? I don't, you weren't going to win it with him, and they moved on, and I don't blame them. But he, that guy gave you everything he had, whatever it is, you know. Um, so um, he moves on. I still don't understand what went wrong with that with that relationship. Right. You know, when you look at his numbers, um, his overall numbers were, were not that bad. I mean, you know, the dude had, you know, 24 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, only sacked, you know, 27 times in 15 games. You know, you, you can say what you want, but that was an implosion of the entire team. When you have that kind of wealth of talent on both sides of the football, that just doesn't fall on the quarterback itself. Okay, you brought in an elite receiver to go along with Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and obviously Waller was out for a while. You have a great running game. You have a decent offensive line. You had Crosby on the other side to go along with Chandler Jones. You know, you've got everything you need to be more successful than you were. But yet the quarterback is the one who took the hit, the definitive hit in this whole thing. And now it's at a point when your quarterback puts a letter out like that. First, the organization says, we're going to explore trade possibilities. Doesn't mean that you've already have a trade partner. But right. when your quarterback puts out there, I'm sorry, I couldn't say goodbye to you in person. You've got to handcuff the organization. Now they have to move you because any opportunity that you have to sit down across from him and possibly mend wounds, it's over now. Yeah. Well, that was, it's been over. over. Yeah, you gotta move it. I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. That I I I I'd want to get out the organization also. He's yeah. been through some BS, bro. Mm-hmm. With all the stuff they have with Gruden, his receiver. Um uh, the defense the during his time has given up a ton of points per game. So. Right. You know, yeah. man, it, it was it was it was I, I if I was I'd want to get out of there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I mean, the Gruden situation, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the receiver, the first round of rugs going to jail. Um, you know, they're cutting, they cut literally four first Alex round. Alex Leatherwood. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Leatherwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut the defensive line. They cut the safety. Yeah. They cut all their first round. A lot runs. of mistakes. A lot right, of mistakes. Right. So, no. I mean, why wouldn't he want to leave out of there? It, it, that's just a, they traded a Mont, they traded a, a, a Monty, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Cooper. Yeah, that was Amari. his front line receiver. They they traded him, let him go. They traded him to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Bear. But they gave a, they gave him a caveat when they brought in his boy from college, Devontae Adams. That was this year. That's what I'm saying. So basically, for all the wrongs that you did, you tried to make right by bringing in one of his best friends from college, and they're playing together in 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 Vegas. You know, so. I thought that I thought just getting Devontae Adams there would would mend anything that was you know in the back of his mind from from the predecessors. Man, Obviously, I don't they, know. They don't. playing for a janky yeah, owner they, like that too. Yeah, that janky too. owner, man. <laughs> He's a janky owner. He is, bro. He's a janky owner. Bro. You don't like that haircut? Yeah, come on, man. Is that a haircut or is that is that a, is that a I hope it's a hair. I I, 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 hope, it's a, what is I hope it's a piece. I hope he's not going to a barber and saying Bruh, they did, he just did like this. He did. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Uh, oh my god, it's a bad look. It's it, it looks he looks like a demented John Gruden. Oh man. Right? Oh. That's the worst. That is the worst. It's oh. a bad look. Yeah, it's a bad man. Look. Um, yeah, so not, not good. Not good. A lot, a lot, not good there, uh, in that situation. All right. So here's what we'll do. We'll get a timeout here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Mike quick. We'll get Mike's, uh, thoughts on what's happening with the birds with AJ Brown, breaking his, uh, yards record, a lot to dive into with Mike quick. That's for sure. We'll come back end of the show. We'll do our birthdays. We'll do our movies, the usual, uh, the usual drill. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about razor technology and hybrid work. The future of work is not remote or in person. It's a hybrid model. In facing this new reality, businesses must reimagine their workplaces to align with the preferences and needs of modern employees. Razor technology helps businesses create a workplace that gives their teams flexibility in choosing how and where they put in their hours. Online platforms for communication and collaboration combined with secure and adaptable mobile devices are enabling hybrid meeting experiences that are nearly on par with in-person events, so everyone feels like they are part of the conversation. Employees with strong social connections and their team report better well-being, higher productivity, and stronger retention rates. They are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing IT services. Razor Technologies' goal is always bigger than one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of their partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through an ongoing synergistic relationship. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today to learn more about how their managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866 877-3282, 866-797-3282, 797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. 
At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. All right, we're back. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We do appreciate it, friends. Uh, Mike Quick will be joining us pretty soon. Pretty soon. Uh, didn't get a chance to get to this, but we, uh, we've we done our power rankings all year long, guys. No, no reason to stop now with the conclusion of the regular season. So let's do some AFC. We'll do the AFC today. We'll do the NFC tomorrow. Um, let's rank them, man. It doesn't necessarily have to be where they, they finish in the standings. It's your take on who, however you think it is. Like, for example – you know, you may have a team that's that's at least from a seeding standpoint a little bit higher because they won their division as opposed to another team just the way the NFL does it, but that's not necessarily how we have to do it. So, Gunnar, I'll give you first crack at this one, man. Give me your uh, your AFC power rankings. I start with Buffalo, um, then I go Cincinnati, Kansas City, and I know the other day I said I think Jacksonville will beat 
the Chargers in Jacksonville, but as I looked at the personnel and the people available, I elevated the Chargers to number four, Jacksonville five, Baltimore six, Dolphins seven. All right, give me that one more time. So you go Buffalo one. Yep. Cincy two, Kansas City three, Chargers four, Jacksonville five, Baltimore, <laughs> then the Dolphins. Okay. All right, I'll I'll give you mine. The only difference I have, Derek, and you just think okay. I'm crazy, probably. See, Rob, okay. All right, I go Steelers five. Steelers. Steelers five. E- even though they're out. Yes. Yes. Steelers five. Jags Steelers, four. Steelers Chargers five. three. She. Or, I'm sorry. I go Steelers. Jags. I guess you did Jags. six. Okay. Steelers. Jags. Chargers. Chargers. Chiefs. Chiefs. Cincinnati Buffalo. Cincy Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. How'd you put the Steelers in there? I think they're better. Better better than than the Ravens. I think they're better than the Ravens. Ooh. And the Dolphins, obviously. Okay. The Dolphins. The Ravens didn't make my list, but I only went five. You guys went I just went five, you know. So my power rank is so Yeah, I I don't know why I did six, but I did six. I thought we were just doing the seven surviving teams that were in the playoffs. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Okay. That's why. That's why my list. Oh, the way I got you. I yeah. got you. Okay. okay. Well, I just um, I went um, I went Jags. Jags five. Okay. Chargers Jags, four. Chargers. Yep. Bengals three. Bengals. Okay. Bills four, um, Bills two. Bills. Okay. okay. And Chiefs number one. Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs ahead of uh, ahead of Buffalo. Yep, and, yep. and and since he, uh, since, you know, both beat them, and they both beat them too. Are we doing? Are we doing the uh, NFC also? I thought we did that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah we we'll do it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. We we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Wow. Well, we're we're well, almost. Well, we're why would we same do that? Why Why would we do that? Because I thought we were just going to do overall on Friday well, tomorrow. We could do NFC right now. We could do it. Um. All right, I'll do it. I'll go Eagles. I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go, go first. back. <laughs> I'm first. I'll go Giants at number five. Okay. Giants. Bucks, number four. Tampa Bay. Cowboys, three. Dallas. Okay. 49ers, two. Yep. And Eagles, one. Eagles. And then we'll do, you know, the com- com- combination tomorrow. All right. So we're not going to do it on – what's the day, Thursday? Yeah. I keep thinking this man, I'm off. Okay. All right. I'm way off. Okay. See, that's why I said we'll do it on um Yeah, yeah. I'm way off, man. All right, I'll go. Uh flew by. Huh? Yeah, no, yeah. Everything flew by. My goodness. I'll go Eagles, Niners. Okay, Eagles. SF, okay. This is where it gets tough for me. Um I think it's slop after that. Yeah. I uh, all right, slight. Cowboys lean. Then I'll go Vikings. Ooh. And I go Giants. Giants. Okay. No, I couldn't. But see, I couldn't put the I couldn't put the um the Vikings in there because I really believe that the Giants are going to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute here. Barrett put Dallas on his list. I had to because. (sighs) Wait a minute here. Oh, it's playoff time, man. It's, it's, I got to put everything aside, man. Like, like right now, I'm actually rooting 
Not really rooting. I'm not rooting. But I think that I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Bucks. Okay, Gunner, give us your list. Then we home. have Mike Quick. Mike's ready to go. Oh, is he? Okay, yes. let's see. I'm going Eagles, San Francisco, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Giants. That's good. Yep, that's where I'm going. Okay. Yep. okay. All right. All right. Let's bring them on without further ado. Does an amazing job along with his partner, Merrill Reese, each and every Eagles game. You can catch his uh, his work on 94 WIP. The one and only Mike Quick. Michael Anthony Quick, as Merrill <laughs> refers to him. When, when Merrill's in a good mood, we get the middle name, Mike. I've noticed that. Hey, man, you're not, allowed, you're not allowed to use my government name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following Merrill's lead. I'm very easily influenced, Mike. You know that. You can go. You can go. Q. You can Mike. Quick six. Give me the government name. Okay. My apologies. Hey Q. Let me ask you something. The other day when I asked you to be on the show, and I said we're going to talk about Eagles. uh, AJ breaking your record. You shot back. AJ didn't break my record. And I'm like, what? Well, what do you mean he didn't break your record? I don't know if you were trying to throw me off or being seventeen games as opposed to sixteen. I was just kidding. Oh, okay. All right. I, I didn't know. I didn't know, man. Take a joke. Relax. Dude, Mike, look who Relax. I have to Mike, look who I have to deal with five days a week. Especially this one over here at the top of the screen. Mike, my ner- my nerves are frayed, man. Oh I'm my god. You, I'm at my wits end and ain't even through January yet. Gunny, uh, I got Gunny, I got issues with you anyway. Every time I look on, on your social media, you got all these you got all these pictures of these barbecues and all these all this cooking that you're doing. I've never been invited to even get a hot dog. Yes. What's up with that? There's no first, love for you. Gun, I look, don't get it. Wait, first of all, you wouldn't show up because you're either playing golf or you're down in South Carolina. So <laughs> my invitation would be wasted. <laughs> So, you see, see, no, no, he's gonna know. weasel out of this, Mike. Do it no. during the football season on like a Wednesday when you know Mike's here. How about yeah, that? Yeah, like, honey, I listen, I play a lot of golf in Delaware, just so you know. <laughs> throwing about, it out there. Where, where are you playing in Delaware? Are you at um, DuPont? Just throwing it out there. All right, Mike. All right, I'm Mike. Wearing, I'm wearing, I'm wearing Wilmington Country Club right now. That's their logo. How about that? Boom. That's nice. <laughs> All right, Mike. When this summer, when this summer, when you're down here golfing, shoot me a text. D Gun, I'm in the area. Because the Wilmington Country Club is only about 20-minute drive. I live about 20-minute drive south of there. Huh. Yeah. Now, you may not want to spend the gas money to come the extra 20 minutes. <laughs> that, kind of, that might have changed things. Yeah, he thought about that for a did he? No, you have the money. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, that's part of it. You pay for the gas, too. What? Yes. Mike, I did love this, though, by, by A.J. Brown. I want to show the people this. Uh, he paid great tribute to you, I thought, after the game, man. He had your old school, you know, 82 jersey on. And, you know, that that's respect, man. I, th- as far as I'm concerned, I see that, and that's cool. You guys exchanged jerseys, and he, he had yours as well. I, I think that's awesome, man, that he appreciates the guys who came before him. I absolutely love that. And, and you know, just to have uh, this young guy, who I think is just a phenomenal football player, mm-hmm. uh, understand where he is and uh, what he's done. You know, that, that's a record that stood for 39 years. Yes. Right. And this guy is just, to me, just ultra talented and really such a good young man. I'm happy to, that he's the guy that broke the record because I just think that – I just think so much of him. If yeah. one of these guys had just caught lightning in a bottle, had a great one great season, 
I would not have felt, say, uh, Travis Fogum, or one of these guys that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, that just, that, you know, just like caught lightning in a bottle one year and had one good season. I wouldn't feel as good about it, but I feel really good about that. This is the young man that broke my record that stood for so long. Think about this for a moment. 39 years that record stood. When you consider yeah. the wealth of wide receiving talent that has come through this organization, T.O., Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, in some ways are you surprised that record stood that long? I am, very much so. Um, and there was another one that T.O. broke. I think I had 13 uh, touchdowns in a season by wide receiver. And that one was finally broken when Terrell Owens was here. I think he went to 14. Um but yeah, I'm surprised that it lasted that long because this franchise has had a lot of really good receivers. And yeah. a guy like Deshaun Jackson, who's certainly one of the better home run threats in the National Football League through his tenure, I would expect a guy like that or, or someone, right. Macklin, one of these guys, yeah. to, you know, that I, I thought would have, should have done it, you know, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Well, looking at that, you know, uh, it, it took a quarterback like Jalen who's supposed to be, you know, purposed as a, a dual threat quarterback to go out and have 2000 yard receivers. It hadn't happened, you know, since Mac and, 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 and D Jacks. Right. Do you see him right now? Has he taken that step into being um, on the status of a five um, Cunningham, uh, you know, guys of that, that stature in the organization? Yeah, when you look at where he is as a pro, you know, this is his third year in the league, his second year as a starting quarterback. And just look at the progress that he's made. Um, and I'm not talking about the fact that he can run the ball and make plays with his legs. I'm talking about his ability to play the game above the neck. Mm-hmm. And and I, I say that because I understand all of the things that a quarterback has to process and all the things that he has to do to make sure that he's getting the team into the right play, that the ball is going to the right place. There's so many things that you have to process in split-second timing and decisions that you have to make and precision passing. And he's got all of that going for him now. Not only is he a great athlete, he's a guy who's putting in the time to be the best possible player that he can be. And, God, if you love the game, you have to respect that in the young man. Right. Yeah, he's a leader, that's for sure. Mike, how hard was that juggling act Sunday? I mean, let's face it, they're trying not to get hurt. They do yeah. need to win the game. You know, it's hard to, to, to walk both of those sides of the fence there. And, and result of it was kind of, eh, you know, as far as the effort went, but they got the bottom line. How hard is it to do what they tried to do Sunday? Yeah, that's a difficult thing to do. But you know what, you know when you have a varsity team and they're playing against a junior varsity mm-hmm. team, kind of what it was, and you yeah. know that, you know, at, at any point in the game when you need to turn it on, you have that ability to turn it on. Um, I think it's hard to play those games. You know, you do so much work in preparation for a game. You want to just go out and play hard and play to the last whistle and make sure that you're winning the game. It's it's really difficult in my mind to do it the way they had to do it last week. You want to make sure that, uh, that Jalen's on the field because you have a much better chance of winning the game. But you don't want to give him – the entire breadth of the offense and the entire like book that he's normally running because you know, you're going to put him in harm's way if you do that. And you just don't want to do that in that situation, but you do want to get out of the game with the win. Mike, what has impressed you the most about the way this team arrived where it is with a 14 and three record from start to finish? I would say it's the coaching staff. 
I, I think it's a young co- coaching staff. And uh, when they first came into Philadelphia, I was kind of lukewarm on this coaching staff. But I really believe that uh, the coaching staff has done a fantastic job. Are they perfect? Absolutely not. They're not going to be perfect. Um, the, are there times that I think that they should do something a little bit different than what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think we're all that way. But if you look at the entirety of what they've done with this football team, I really am impressed with this coaching staff and what they've been able to do and the way they've connected with these young players. Yeah. And and here's another thing that's really important. And B, you understand this really well. This is a locker room that's driven by veteran football players. Mm-hmm. So your coach doesn't have to spend so much time correcting guys and setting the tone and all the things that coaches have to do when they walk into a young locker room. Because you have so many leaders that are veteran guys and particular guys that have been in the position that they're in now before, um, it really helps this coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I mean, that's what makes that's what makes this team um, such a threat in the playoffs because everybody's thinking, all right, oh, you know, it, it, the injuries, you know, well, Jalen Hurts injured. Well, what they don't understand is you have the right guy right now to 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 bring him out of um, out of this this two game the two games in which you know everybody was down on him. Yeah. In his last game, where you know he comes back and he's a little rusty, but you have the perfect guy to go in and make sure. All the rusted off. Everybody's crossing their T's, dotting their eyes, playing at a high level, and 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 their you know their eyes focused on the grand prize, and that's the Super Bowl. So that I mean, you have a perfect guy, Jalen Hurst, with that the 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 coach slash player on the field to direct this team. Well, and you know when Jalen's playing, it's a different. You know, Gardner Minshew did a decent job in Dallas, uh, and we saw him mm-hmm. kind of progress a little bit in that game against New Orleans. But when Jalen's on the field, even when he's not at 100%, he gives this team a calming sense. He gives this team something because he's Jalen. And when he walks into the huddle, and when he starts talking to these guys in the huddle, um, I don't know who E.F. Hutton is and that whole commercial thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. E.F. Hutton speaks and everybody's focused and they're paying attention because he demands that type of respect and he gets that type of respect from guys, all of these guys, even guys who've been in the league forever. When Jalen was a young kid, when he walks into the huddle, these guys give him the due respect. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Mike, go to the other side of the ball. You go from 29 sacks to 70. Yeah. I mean, think about that for a minute. 41 more sacks than they had the previous season. You know, you're talking about a, a you know a defense that was number one against the pass that got after the quarterback better than any quarter any any team. Yeah, maybe you're a little bit concerned with the run, but as we go into the postseason here from a defensive standpoint, um, what's your outlook here? Well, again, just like on the offensive side, sometimes you want to see Jonathan Gannon a little more aggressive in terms of um trying to affect the quarterback with extra people going after the quarterback. Uh, but I I am really impressed with this defense and what they've been able to do. And when I say that, I think of Howie Roseman because, you know, the, the acquisition of Linval Joseph and Dominic Sue, I think has made a huge difference in this defense. I think mm-hmm. Fletcher Fox has played some of his best football, some of the best ball he's played in a couple of years. Absolutely. And I think the addition of those two guys has helped in that process. 
the fact that he doesn't have to play 60 snaps a game, not even 50 snaps if they don't want to, because you keep fresh bodies that are not just bodies, but guys who can dominate their position and they're fresh. Brandon Graham finally getting to double-digit sacks. Mm-hmm. And it's because you've got – you've had Josh Sweat. You've got um, – what's the, the kid from Camden? Well, yeah, yeah Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Yeah, you've got Hassan Reddick. You've got all – you've got so many fastballs that you can throw at a quarterback. It's really helped this defense so much. And on the back end, golly, they're talented back there. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you watch how Slay becomes an all-pro. But then I look on the other side, and I say Bradbury has had a, had a season just That's as right. Slay's had. That's right. That's right. You know, Slay's, Slay's play maybe in the back quarter of the season hasn't been what it was earlier. But Slay's been a heck of a football player for this team. Yep. I, I'm I, it's concerning when Avante Maddox is back is not back there because I just think he makes it easier for everybody because he can do so much. He's so talented, but it really helps them that Chauncey Gardner Johnson is back in the lineup because he too is one of these guys that's a positionless type of player that if you need him to play safety, he can play safety. If you need him to drop down and take on the slot position and the slot coverage, he can do that. Right. If, to rush the quarterback and blitz the quarterback, he's talented enough to do that. Mike, um, after the Giants game, Sirianni came out and said that Jalen was hurting a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and Sirianni never reveals that kind of stuff to the media, man. Yeah. Did that surprise you that he said that? And, and obviously, you get to eavesdrop on practice sessions a lot more than we ever will. Do, do you notice that, that Jalen is still not where he needs to be? Well, I don't know. Do you believe, Nick? Well, I don't know. I mean, why wouldn't we? Because he never says that stuff. Well, you know, coaches say what they want to say. They give you what they want to give you. And so why would Nick give you that? I know. I know. He never says anything like that. Why would he give you that? I don't know. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's the $100 question. You're smart, man. man. I'm going to let you think hard on that one. That's it. You know what, Mike? On, Mike? Great point, man. That's a really good point. Yeah. Whoever the Smoke future opponent is here. Uh, Mike, best guess, it could be any, any of four teams, right? It could be the, uh, the, the Giants or Seattle or the Bucks or the Cowboys. Your best guess who the Eagles will be playing either Saturday or Sunday, probably Sunday. Uh, my best guess is that it's going to be the Giants. I just believe mm. that uh, the, mm. how to beat Minnesota. I think that's going to be one of the upsets. If if there are not more, I do believe that that's going to be one of the upsets that we'll see this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Eagles are going to end up playing the Giants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I really believe. I just think that, you know, when you look at the quarterback in, in Minnesota, um, he doesn't handle well what the defense of the New York Giants will throw at him. Wink Martindale as one of these throwback guys who you know is going to blitz him. He's yeah. going to blitz him on his way off the bus. Everything that <laughs> – you know, they're going to blitz the entire time. They're going to make sure that they get people in his face. To me, Kirk Cousins is not a guy who's good in situations like that. And that's why I lean towards the Giants winning. And also, the way Daniel Jones is playing. 
I, I just think he's a, he's a dual threat, triple threat type of quarterback and can do a lot of things, and, and I think they're going to give him problems. Well, looking yeah, that, at, um, you know, looking mm. at, looking at the game plan going in and, and the amount of, you know, passes they threw uh, in this last game, do you think it'll precursor what they want to do in the playoffs? You know, because Sirianni did say that, you know, they, after they lost the, 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 the game against Brady <clears throat> and them in the playoff game, yeah, they figured out that they can't be so run heavy. At least they have that ace in the back of their pants and in their back pocket. Do you think they throw the ball to start, you know, start this season off? Uh, in the playoffs, yes, I think they're really good at filling out the other team, trying to see where the weaknesses are, trying to see what they can do early in the game. They've got a scripted set of plays, and it's going to be based on what they're anticipating teams doing first, second, third down, and they'll go by their script. But in that process of the scripted plays, they will also start to try and figure out um, the best plan of attack in all those situations. You know, this is a situational game. You know, how do they handle third down? How do they handle first and 10? And when you feel like you have a pretty good feel for what they're doing, mm-hmm. that's that's when you really open up your playbook and start to attack. Mm-hmm. Hugh, great points, man. Uh, mm. We do appreciate it. Looking forward to you guys, you and Merrill on the call, uh, not this week, but next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. And let them heal up, man. Let them heal up and let them let play all these games at home. It's a beautiful thing. Mike, we appreciate you taking a couple minutes, man. Hey, man, I appreciate coming on with you guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, keep it going. Hey, hey, Mike, hey, Mike, I'm going to have my people call your people about the barbecue. Oh, my breath that way. I think D-Gun pays for the gas if you're coming from the Wilmington Country Club, too. I think that's only fair. Snubbing you for all this time, Mike. It's the only fair thing. Mike Quick makes five times what I make. Get out of here. Right. We don't believe that, Mike. Later, guys. All right, Mike. Take care. I got one for you guys. So I've been going back and forth with this gentleman all day, as I do a lot of times. Now, he is confirmed. I don't believe it. I told him, I said, I don't know why I don't believe you. But um, Eagles head of security, Dom DeSandro, said he's going to come on the show when the Eagles season is over. Okay. All right. Now, he's a fascinating guy, man. Look, let me tell you something. That might, two things. First of all, that might be an hour segment, number one. Yes. Number two, get the beat button ready because you know, Dom, Dom will say what he wants to say when he wants to say it. He don't care who's listening. Yes. You know, now he's going to be very guarded in terms of what he's going to say. He's not going to tell you. A lot of stuff. He'll answer your questions, but he, but I tell you what, man, just talking to him is funny, man. I mean, just bro, that uh, will be the first, that'll be his first time ever on this type of thing ever. He doesn't go on people's podcasts, no, go on people's no, interviews. No. This will be his first time ever. Yeah. Well, I think this is part of the reason why. So I just, as we've been doing the show, I saw where the Philadelphia Inquirer just put out a story about Dom. Okay. Meet the Papa Bear. It says, meet the Papa Bear of the Eagles. You know, everybody loves them, yada, yada, yada. Right. So while we're doing the show, I'm texting. I said, yo, we've been family for how long? And you go, you you do a story for them and you won't do it for me? He goes, D-Gun, I didn't, I didn't do the story. He just asked people about me. I didn't do anything. I said, you won't come on my show? He goes, I'll do your show. I said, what? Ding, 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 ding. ding. Said, Locked what? and loaded. Okay. Right. So I set him up. He'll notice. Now he probably is watching right now. He'll notice. But I set him up. I said, dude, I said, I can't trust you, man. Ever since you got a promotion, you changed, man. You act like 
you acting more and more like somebody else in the organization whose name oh, I will not say at this time, right? Oh yeah, I'm 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 guilty. You are ruthless, man. Oh yes, but if I get what I want, was it worth it? Yes, he's a man of his word. Can you, he a said, man? He, he said, said he's gonna do it. He said right. he's gonna do it, so he's locked in. He's a man of his word. He, so, if he right. said he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it. Two things with Dom. One, yeah. I would never mess with him. Number one. Number yeah. two, yeah. He, yeah. he he well, and he's also a dude you want you know behind you when things go sideways. But number two. He knows where all the bodies are buried, man. There's nothing he hasn't seen. Nothing. You think think I know where the body's buried? If he ever writes a book, that whole organization's coming down. (laughs) That's awesome. Now, I know what he's going to do. He's going to, two or three days before he agrees to come on, I'm going to have to be on a phone call with him, and he wants to go over. What are we going to talk about? And I'll throw a list list of stuff at him, and he'll say, you know I can't talk about this. You know I can't talk about that. There's a lot of things he will talk about in generalities, but yeah. Uh, so it will be, it, it will be a prep session before he comes on. But if we get him on this show, can you imagine him coming on Ooh. this show? He ain't never gone on anybody's show. Yeah, for people who don't know, Dom's the essentially the head of security, right? I know he has other titles now; yeah. he's been elevated, but he's the guy you see, the big dude. He's always in short sleeves, by the way. It doesn't matter how cold it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, always wears black. Always wear black. Standing right near whoever the head coach is through all through the years. It didn't matter if it, he goes yeah. back to Andy because it was, it was Butch before that, but it's Andy chip yeah. Doug yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and present day with Nick. He's that guy oh, yeah. who's usually right there. Yeah. Now he's in his forties. He has a baby face. Dude looks like he's still in his twenties. Yep. But like you said, Rob, if I'm, if, if, if I'm in a battle, he's the first dude I'm calling. Amen. Yeah. He's that guy. Uh, that's right sure. now. And he, he's like uh Winston Wolf in, uh, in, uh, Pulp Fiction, like he's a he's a fixer. Oh, in other words, like oh, if you if, if you did if you did need to get rid of somebody, yes, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. see what Xander said? That will be epic. No beat buttons on Jacob Sports. Yeah, we can curse. <laughs> yeah. Bob can feel free to fire away and do it and say whatever he wants. Oh, oh he will. Oh, he yeah. will. Yeah, that's it. That's gonna be fun, man. All right, so that'll be. Uh, hopefully, that won't be for a while till the season's over. But yeah. once the yeah. season ends, uh, we will make that happen. All right. Let's come back. Let's do a little mix and match. We'll do some uh, some NFL. We'll do some open talk stuff. We'll do some birthdays. Uh, we'll do some movies as well. I got a, I got an on this date for you guys, which you'll enjoy too. So we'll do all those kind of things. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. 
We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. back everybody final segment of the show thanks for uh making us a part of your day we do appreciate it we're sports state jacob sports youtube network just wrapped up my quick we had d line them on a little bit earlier if you missed any of that just go to our jacobsports.com or go to jacob sports youtube channel you can check out the interviews in their entirety uh all right so uh jalen hurts after practice today he, he had a kind of a limited practice worked on some things mostly conditioning and whatnot Said, quote, I think the whole world knows I'm dealing with something, been dealing with something. The whole point of that game, meaning the Giants game, was uh, coming back and getting done what we needed to get done and obviously having the time to rest. So here it is. Uh, Jalen Hurts on how close he'll be to being the Jalen Hurts that people are used to seeing. Quote, that name is that name. The man will be there. Interesting little third person kind of thing. Ah, da, da. <laughs> there. there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with third person okay. conversations. I know you would approve. I know oh, the gun would approve. Yeah, absolutely. My wife says I need to stop the third person stuff, and I'm like, why? I said, but D gun doesn't tell you what to do. Why do you got to tell D gun what to do? <laughs> Yeah. I know she just looked at you and shook her head, didn't she? Oh my she god! Just, stop it! Stop it! Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, all right, so so good news there from from Jalen. Uh, I, I got another one. Um, you know, it, it's been amazing. You know what, what's been happening with Lamar Hamlin and his recovery. He's out of the hospital now, and you know rehabbing with the Bills, et cetera, et cetera. Just just great stuff, right? So if you didn't kind of get lost, I guess a little bit in, in some of the Hamlin stuff. So Peyton Hillis former NFL running back, his, he's, yeah. his two kids were, were drowning mm. in the ocean and he saved them, but, you know, it was then in critical condition himself and it was, it was touch and go, you know, for a little bit. He's been taken off the ventilator and is doing better yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so thank he's, you. he's progressing. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, thank God. So, you know, two for two, as far as those two stories go, uh, it looks like he's not out of the woods yet, but he's, he's getting better. So that's, you know, awesome. Awesome news there. Um mm. All right, so a couple things uh, to, to hit here and there. Uh, did you see the Dwayne Dedman thing the other day in the Heat game? So he got into it with, like, Eric Spolstra. He's a Heat center, one of the, one of their big men. Got into it with Eric Spolstra and some other guys on the coaching staff, and there was, like, a massage gun sitting on – I guess it was kind of sitting on, like, a Gatorade jug or whatever, and he, he smacked it and it went flying onto the court. So he got ejected fr- from the game by the officials, um, and – 
the Heat ended up suspending him for the next game, so he's getting a one-game suspension. That's coming from the team, not even the league. So, I mean, I don't blame them. Good for them. But uh, he's sitting. just one game. That's it. He only got one. Yeah, not enough. Not enough. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, beyond that, Phillies pitchers and catchers will report to spring training on February 16th. First full workout is the 21st. Think wow. about that. Think about how soon that is, man. Wow. That's crazy, man. Like, it feels like they just finished. Dude's like every day just runs into the next, man. It's just, yep. just, it's like Groundhog's Day, man. It's like, where does the time go all of a sudden? I know. I, and My I'm just goodness. thinking about it, like, from some of those guys who, yeah, they got to be like, Jesus, man. I, I don't even feel like I had an off season. You know what I mean? And it's, it's right back at it. Especially yeah. the guys that went to the World Series. My goodness. Yeah, that's why it's, it's, wow. it's why it's hard to repeat. It's why it's hard even after you just get there, you know, and, and you don't win. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It just it just extends you so far to, yeah. to be able to pull it off. So, uh, yeah. So, pitching. And, and, look, if you're a baseball fan, you're loving that. I can't wait to see what this team's going to look like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with oh, some yeah. of the additions that they made. Uh, all right, so there's uh, there's that. Let's uh, let's dig a little. Let's dig a little into the birthdays. All right, we got some decent ones uh, today. All right, Dominique Wilkins, the human highlight machine, which is one of the great names ever, nicknames ever. By Dominique, the human highlight film uh, is 63 today. Dominique, Jeff Bezos, of Amazon uh, is 59 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's the he makes uh, the gun money, Jeff Bezos. So. <laughs> Yeah, if you're playing with Monopoly money. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier was born in South Carolina, but but certainly a Philadelphian, uh, you know, moved here in, in, his, in his teenage years. Uh, world champion. Uh, was born on this day in 1944. Of course, epic battles with Muhammad Ali, among others. So Joe Frazier, 40, who was born on yep. this day in 1944. Uh, Kirstie Alley, who sadly passed away not all that long ago, uh, was born on this day in 1951. Was Kirstie Alley, uh, Howard Stern, uh, uh, you know, of Sirius XM now, but longtime syndicated talk show host uh, is 69 today. Rob Zombie uh, is uh, 58 today, the musician and director, movie director. Rush Limbaugh was born on this day in 1951, passed away uh, a couple years back. Yep. Oliver Platt, the actor, 63 today. Wow. Um, yep, been in a lot of stuff. Oliver Martinez, who's been in a lot of stuff too, was once married to Halle Berry, is 57 years old. Uh, Claude Giroux, former flyer, 35 today. Claude Giroux. Uh, <laughs> Drew Pearson is 72 years old, uh, who has Ooh. who has seen the ire of Eagles fans when he Ooh. he got into it. David Akers fired back at him, uh, yep. and Brian Westbrook, and everybody else for that matter. If you remember when the draft was here, he was up there basically taunting uh, Eagles fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they gave it right back to him, and it was uh, that was fun. That was a, that was an interesting. I was doing shows down there during that time, man. It was yep. It was pretty crazy. It was the the, the draft stuff. It was fun though. Um, any other birthdays, Gunner? You got anything else, or Barrett? Uh, just oh, yeah. Naya, Naya Rivera, um, who passed okay. away uh, in. 2020 drowned in a lake near Santa Clara, California, way, way too, too young. young. Yep. She was only 33 years old. Jeez. Um, Jeez. And that's the only one I have that you did not have, sir. All right. Barry, um, yeah. My, first of all, it's my granddaughter. Nice. Riri, my Rihanna. Hey. She turns three. Rihanna Brooks. But then uh, Issa, what'd, Issa what'd Ray. You, what'd you get? Hold up. What'd you get? Did you get one of those electric cars? You know, those I, I sent, cars? I, I sent my, my, my son money to get what she wants. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, you, you yeah. make sure you get her something special. I always do. 
Okay. She's always looking in the mail. Him, her, her and my grandson look in the mail because they think the mail is here because I send so much stuff to him. <laughs> as, she appro- as she approaches the age five, six, seven, eight, make sure I get to talk to her so I can give her ideas <laughs> of what she should ask for. Oh, my God. <laughs> see, Darren- I told you, look. Now, look. Now, see, he, he's saying that, but look. This is what I got right here. This is a dinosaur pen that I'm going to use to get it back in with his grandson. Yes, that's, that's what right. I'm using. Well, first right. of all, you got to get in the front door. That's another story. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I always get there. Man. You already said Rob Zombie, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. You said Rob Zombie, but all right. Yes. Then um, uh, Issa Rae. Issa Rae is from Insecure, the black actor from Insecure. Okay. Yeah. Kay McNown. Not Kate Mal. Jeez, that's a blast from the past name. Right. Mm. 46. Uh, oh, this is a real blast from the past. John Trail Willis, he's 41. Oh my god, the D train. Is he 41 already? Yeah, he's 41. Um, he, he had a crazy quick run and then it sort of fizzled quick, but he had a he had a little he had a minute. Yeah. You said uh Naya Rivera? Yeah, I got her saying yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, from Glee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, then um one of the best, Raekwon the chef, Raekwon from the Woo, <laughs> turned 53. Know, they have that documentary out on. I think it's Peacock or Hulu. I, I can't yep, remember which yep. one. Yeah. Woo Tang. Woo Tang. All right. Yeah. All right. That's, that's, that's okay. some blast from the past. Some some great some great names there. I got a couple movies. They're they're decent, decent, decent. Uh, next Friday, which was was that the first sequel or the third yes. sequel? First that was, one. That was yeah. That was the next. Uh, okay. That that was two Friday after next, right? Friday after next was the other one. Yeah. Uh, don't be a menace uh, with the oh. Wayans brothers. Yeah, and, by drinking and, your yeah. juice. Yeah, South your juice. yeah based yep. off of the uh, oh, Scooby yeah. Dog song. 1996. Wait, what was uh, the first movie you said? Uh, next Friday. Oh, loved it. Yeah, you know Ice Cube. Ice Cube wrote all those movies when he was in his 20, 20s. Was he yeah. really? That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. What a career he's had. And you know, all three movies got uh, negative reviews on all of them, but yet now they're cult followings. Yep. Mm. And that's something. Mm. It is. It is. Um, but no, he's he's prolific. Ice, Ice Cube is. Uh, Save the Last Dance, two thousand one. Yep. Came out. Another great movie. House Party three. Uh, I didn't make it past two, but I mean, what? what? <laughs> three came out in ninety four. Well, I didn't get, let, I didn't get me, the three, man. I, I didn't. There weren't any questions I needed answered after two, one and two. Hey, hold Bro. on. One more thing. One more. One more birthday. Yeah. Um, one more birthday was was uh, the Total Wolf. Total Wolf is. He's the, actually the um, the executive director for Mercedes M, uh, AMG uh, Patronas for Formula One racing. Yeah, yeah, so, you know Toto Wolf. You know he's that That's dude. Great name. Man. Yeah, Toto Wolf. Yeah, <clears throat> he, so he's the executive um, executive director for House Mercedes Party AMG. Three. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me tell you this about House Party Three. All you need to do, you don't even have to watch the movie. Go on YouTube and pull up the scene. Dinner scene in House Party Three with Bernie Mac. You and always did. The that's your classic okay. right there. Okay. okay, dude, is that not one of the most hilarious? That's how I know ooh, you. Ooh, I don't even know your name. They used to call you Chubbo. <laughs> dude, you got to see it for yourself. Uh, I want to it. it. Oh, now dude. I got to cut you. <laughs> you dude, I'm telling you, so you, you have got to see this dude. You, all, right, you, all right, all right, all right. Go I'm to in. YouTube, pull up that scene, and you that that's all you need to see from that movie. All right. Uh, Stop the Yard was 2007. I love that movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alpha Dog, which was a pretty good movie. Uh, it came also came out in 2007 based off of a true life story. Um, what the heck was that guy's name? Um, 
Oh, I forget his name. Something Hollywood. A- anyway, it was based off a true story. It's kind of an interesting. There's, there's. I think okay. there were two of those movies that came out off of that. Um, anyway, okay. but Justin Timberlake was in. It was pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, so there are the. Uh, you got any other? Anybody got any more movies? Did I miss any? Uh, you got Proud Mary came out in 2016 about Tina Turner. Oh, I didn't see it. who who played her in it. Uh, is it Taj? Yeah. What's her name? Taj. Um, oh, oh Taj. Uh, yeah, I believe it was her. Okay. Um, and uh, you got the Commuter came out in 2016. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. He's on yeah. a train and some mysterious voice um, is telling him he better do this and. Yeah. Yes, anything he does, it's kind of like watching Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you know what it is. Any movie, they're gonna blow something up. Twenty-five thousand people die in the movie. Yeah, you know, but he's gonna come out unscathed. I will find you. That's right. That's right. I have I have a particular set of skills. No, it's always some family member is gonna be done wrong. Right, right. Something's gonna happen, and then and then he just flips the switch. Yeah, I will yeah. kill you. He's always Everything. retired and he doesn't want to get involved, but then he's drugged yeah. back into the business. He's always drugged back into yeah, it. yeah. Somehow, what kind of friends you got, bro. Yeah, yeah. you you got to watch because it's him. I know. Yep. I, I I'm you a sucker. He, I, what's also good yeah. about his movies is it just doesn't matter where you are, you'll just stay with it if you're flipping around because you know there's going to be a good scene where he's taking out like ten people and yeah, it's always. It's I'm, I'm like, like, it's, although I want to like, his tail. Um, about three years ago, when he came out, that he was he was prejudiced. You know, he said he wanted to go he find made a this comment. black woman. Yeah, and I, yeah. I wonder what was I say? You ain't got to find a black woman. You can go find me. Uh, but then he came that. out on a talk show later and explained himself in terms of what happened, what went down, or something like that. I still didn't care. I still uh, wanted to whoop him. I still might. I still see, might. I don't understand. I don't understand why you have not been in anger management courses because <laughs> since I've known you, you want to whoop a lot of people. Derek, and the only no, reason. And Rob, the only reason he don't want to whoop me is because all I gotta do is say, "Go ahead, I'll just call Trish." He's afraid of Trish. He's afraid of Trish. He is afraid. Why you always got Why you always got to go that way, man? Because why you that's go my, that way, man. That's my security blanket. That's how I can push the envelope and get away with certain things. Because I ain't know, cool, man. That ain't cool. Yes, man. it is. Hey, hey, in this life, you use what you have to your advantage, right? You know, right? See, you, you don't mess with people like. Like Trish, like Trish, you know she she smiles and she's the sweetest person in the world. That's right. But them right. people, you gotta you gotta watch them people there. You gotta watch. That's them. Right. That's right. <laughs> she, she cut. She cut you. She cut you, bro. Oh my god. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, oh man. All right. So uh, tomorrow, we'll not. We're gonna keep it going with the Eagles talk, obviously, and get you a little bit more set up for the playoff games uh, this weekend, which go Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, we're also going to talk to Dan Koob from Sport Trade. We'll get with, you know where he's at, you know, with some of the games and, and some of the point spreads. We'll lay those out for you. We'll walk through each every, each game like we do every week. You usually take our, you know, the best games. We'll deal with all seven, right? There's seven, isn't there? Wait, two, three, six games, whatever it is. This weekend, six, yeah, six, six games. games this weekend. Six. Yeah, six and, games. And, and me, Miranda, thank you for correcting me. It was not about Tina Turner. Uh, Proud Mary was like one of those action movies. You're right. Uh, thank you for the correction. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. I'm not always right, but I'm mostly right. There you go. Just, just ask yourself. <laughs> okay. um, all right. So that'll do it for us. Uh, I want to thank Xander Krauss, producer of the program. Of course, everybody. We got to leave. Listening. We got to go. You can, you like I always say, you can keep going. D. God, you're good. That ain't happening, man. Because if I'm not, if I'm not at this school by three fifteen, my grandson will tell me, Ta-ta. "Why are you late?" 
Tell like, why are you late? Yeah. <laughs> why are you late? I'm not late. Yep. I, can't afford, I got a four-year-old checking me at the door. I'm like, Hold on. It's not easy. I'm late. It's not easy. Uh, all right. So stay tuned. We have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming up. Like I said, tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll dive hard into the playoff games. The Eagles will continue with that discussion. Uh, Dan Koob, some other surprises uh, in store tomorrow. So it should be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, for Derek Gunn, for Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time for three hours of power. We are Sports Take. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.